Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back with our special 2019 year-end retrospective series. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. We first kicked off our series and ranked our top five favorite concerts of the year, and last episode we ranked and discussed each of our top five favorite songs of the year. This episode we're going to wrap up 2019 once and for all and cap off our series by each ranking our top five favorite albums of 2019. Here we go. Okay, last episode we talked about and ranked our top five favorite songs of the year, 2019, and the episode before that, we kicked off our 2019 uh, music retrospective with our top five favorite concerts of the year. If you haven't listened to those, check out those episodes. But today we're going to talk about the main attraction, our top five favorite albums of 2019. Let's do it. I'm excited. Me too. I said before on uh, an earlier episode that this year, I definitely had way more songs that I fucking loved yeah. than albums. But these are my top five. Like, I love these albums. Yeah. I'm so excited to talk about them. I'm excited to see what you got yeah. cooking on the other Sa- side. Well, again, because, I mean, just for the listener's sake, we both know the five albums that are on each other's list, just not, not the, the order. Yes. Yeah. So, here we go. So yeah. Le- I think I started last yeah. time. So, go ahead. No, I did, but that's okay. Why don't you start number five? Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, so, my number five album of 2019 is Diviner by Hayden Thorpe. So glad this is on your list. Yeah. My number five favorite record of the year is Ariana Grande's new album that came out earlier, Thank You, Next. Okay, interesting. Uh, My number four album of 2019 is Titanic Rising by Wiseblood. Got it. My number four favorite album of the year is Fontaine's DC with their debut record, Dog Roll. Nice. My number three record of the year is Crushing by Julia Jacqueline. Amazing. My number three favorite album of the year is the new Boney Vare album, I I. Wow. You said number three? I thought that'd be higher, huh? Oh my God. Um, okay. <laughs> my number two favorite album of twenty nineteen is Quiet Signs by Jessica Pratt. Wow. That is surprising. Mm-hmm. Okay. My number two favorite album of twenty nineteen is the new Charlie XCX album, Charlie. Nice. Okay. And my number one album of the year. I don't know how surprising or not surprising this is, uh, is I, I by Bon Iver. And my number one album of the year is the new Buke and Gase album, Scholars. Oh my God. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. crazy. So let's start off with my number five album of the year, Diviner by Hayden Thorpe. Keep your head with your idea how happy this makes me i'm sure it already made me <laughs> so happy to hear that he was on your show's list yeah to find out you're he was on the album's list uh, yeah i mean I, I feel bad that he wasn't on mine definitely an honorable mention well uh, I know, you've yeah. been wanting me to get into wild beasts forever for a long time um yeah i'm happy about this too it worked also because of sort of the season that it came in this album honestly feels very winter to me definitely i would say i got into it towards the end of fall whatever it's just like I like this album a lot. So it sounds like Hayden Thorpe, 
again, lead singer of Wild Beasts who broke up last year. Sounds like he became uncomfortable relying on a computer to make music. That's what I heard him say. Um, so of course he strips it down and like, there are a lot of people who have solo albums, you know, that come off, they break, break off from a band or the band breaks up or whatever. And the solo album still sounds like, you know, full band or whatever. Like they just have other instrumentals playing with them. Obviously Hayden does as well, but this very much feels like a solo record, you know, it's a man and his piano and some like, very, like very tasteful production, some drums on some songs. It's... I said this on the concerts uh, episode we did, but again, I'm so proud of him for venturing out on his own, maintaining his very unique voice and songwriting style, but creating a very different sounding album than any Wild Beast album. Yeah, and again, I don't know Wild Beast that well, so I can't even corrupt. Occasionally they have piano, but this is every song, I think is piano-based, which this day and age, you actually don't hear that often, especially mm-hmm. in his sort of underground music. Yes. We were talking about Regina Spector and Sarah Burles. Sure. Those are bigger artists. Yeah, but he is still, I would. I mean, would you call him like an indie? Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of indie music nowadays is very much singer-songwriter on guitar. I right. mean, not that that's new. That's been here for decades. But yeah, I agree with you. It's so stripped down and sparse. And he, I mean, his vocals are obviously at the forefront. And I love his vocals. He, this is what I wrote down. Because I'm like, I'm like, how do you describe Hayden Thorpe's vocal style? He sounds like a serenading ghost. <laughs> I love that. He's just very, yes, you know how he ghosts has just like the warbling, <laughs> war, warbling falsetto, kind of like Antony or Anomi, yes, yes. now that she's uh, known as. Uh, this warbling falsetto that is just addictive and eerie. So yes. the ghost thing totally it's works. It's so warm and, th- and like theatrical in ways. I don't know. He, he's got a vibrato sometimes, but it's not like on Broadway theatrical. No, but just, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. sounds like Anthony and the Johnson. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, again, I mentioned it before. The production is so tasteful, just like in the gaps and whatnot. The fact that he was able to recreate this pretty much verbatim live. I love these songs, yeah, mostly. Yeah, but my my what elevates it for me is the production. Yeah. I think the fact that you can hear the sounds of the piano being played. Yes, there's something about that you mm-hmm. can hear, like almost the the plucks the, of the string, the, the, the hammer-ons like, of the strings, yeah. and the insides of the piano and the echoes yeah, you it's can almost crazy. hear like the ivory scraping against the i like it's it's, it's such an intimate listen next to it what you said about it being sort of like a late fall winter i yeah. know what you mean because it's sort of like a cold yes icy because again things that work well for you know extreme uh seasons is be it's because they're the opposite so it feels to me very warm yes. so it works well with a cold thing even though what? i just said it was icy but that's fine. okay <laughs> <laughs> i know what you mean yeah it is the way he sings the gentle nature of yes. a lot of these songs yes very gentle exactly yeah. great melodies great piano voicings like he's not like he's not a virtuoso on the piano but i love but he doesn't his need parts. to me he's no. not playing these technically proficient songs yeah but yeah like on a song like love crimes yeah didn't 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 did that's the the production itself i remember just yeah. hearing oh, those so piano it's keys. very muted it's oh like God, it's so some nice. pianos or maybe all pianos have this muffle pedal mm. which and I, I don't know if that's what's on it but yeah it has this very muffled sound it's very nice um the main track i wanted to point out from uh diviner is the song in my name if you must crusade don't do so
So this is the one that, you know, I, I think I mentioned when we were talking about um, the live show that we saw of his, that I was just like jaw on the floor. It was perfect. It was exactly the way it was on record. And I'm saying that in a good way. Yeah. It was just like immaculate. Like the fact that he could replicate that vocal performance yes. and the piano is beautiful. And one of the sparser songs on the album. Because yes, like definitely. we said, there are some songs that have these really cool atmospherics and beats and electronics. Yes. But this one is mostly just him and piano. I love the minor like tense tension verses and with a cyclical piano pattern and then going into that oh my that like major release of the if you must crusade like that mm. the 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 way the chords fall are just like i don't know why it just i love that so much and i love how he can like shape his voice the keep your things safe you know he like yes. gets a little f- like yes. ker- kermity but like not, <laughs> not in a bad way i don't know the song is so spiritual and misty and i love that this like, i like that you said spiritual i mean obviously yeah. the album is called diviner and the yeah. title track is diviner there is something you also called his voice kind of ghostly yes there is something that feels like hayden thorpe is summoning yes. these like yes. spirits in totally the way he sings agree. and his songwriting and lyrical style are kind of vague at times but I like it I like it for this album yes agreed I love first of all you know that in the third time it comes in he changes it up a little bit and the chords change and the strings mm. have such a beautiful moment and I love this bridge there's something about that piano creeping up. It almost sounds like something. I We came out of the show and I was talking to you about his piano style and whatnot. And it's like years ago when I was writing stuff on piano and whatnot, I would always, it would always be sustained. I would always have the sustained pedal sustained down. Sustained and cyclical in the yes. way the riffs you're writing. And you were always like, it's not like, I think you like things that were a little more jabby and syncopated and whatever. And I don't know if you've come around to it since, but there's something specifically about this bridge that I'm just like, I would have written. I don't well, know. I think I said to you after the show, I said, don't take this the wrong yes, way. But yes. I, I think I said, this feels like music I feel like you'd want to write at. Yes. Like these beautiful, because you've written songs on piano before, and I think you've been worried, and they've been great songs, but you've been worried that they're a little singer songwritery, which is well, it's actually sometimes I feel like they're a little too theatrical, which is interesting because I'm almost considering his voice at least there's something theatrical about it. Because this album does not sound like you would think a piano album would sound like, it's really special and haunting and beautiful. I just want to quickly mention some of my favorites on the album. I already said Love Crimes, it was a great that was one of the first singles, if not the first single. Um, Anywhen, I love this song. I think the way this song builds and broods and that... Ding, 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 yes, that I know. That was always, that's always been a favorite. A nut, right, like Love Crimes, that's another sort of uh, almost triplety kind of yeah. vibe. And just, it, it's it's a longer, longer, it's only a little over four minutes, but it, it, I really like the way that song breathes, especially at the end. It's just such a beautiful meditation. I mentioned in the last episode that one of my honorable mentions was Straight Lines. I yes. mean, I love this song. Yes, this is probably the funkiest song on the no, album. It's super it's, sexy. I mean, yeah, I mean sexy. There, there's like a full band. There's there's a bass, there are guitars going, and there's like an actual drummer yeah. playing on it, which you don't usually get. Um, yeah, and his voicings throughout that song. The um, way he changes some of the melody. Time only moves yes. in a straight I love, line. There's something about the rhythm of his vocals in the chorus, which is very cool. The, the piano is very stop-start. There are a lot of yes. pauses in this song. Just which funny, make, there's a song stop motion. <laughs> right. 
Yeah, just honestly, me just going through the tracks very quickly, Diviner hooked me from the beginning. Yeah. It's an awesome declarative opener that is very indicative of the album as a whole. I love those pew, 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 yes. pew, pew. Because it's, 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 it's actually an interesting opener because it's very soft. It's not really big and bombastic and it's not really an opening song, but I yes. love it sort of brings you into this album. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, it's perfect. Straight Lines, we just talked about. Earthly Needs, that to me... Again, I don't know Wild Beasts that that well. That to me sounds the most like Wild Beasts, and the, maybe the, because the of the beat is. The, it's also dum, dum, the, dum, is it the dum, right? It's dum, the wubby bass. Dum, dum, I think exactly. because, again, because I mean, I said at the start of this that he was trying not to rely on yeah. computers and whatever. Um, yeah, maybe it's like celestial creatures. I'm not trying to take anything away. I clearly love this album. It's one of my honorable mentions. Yeah. But I think the reason why it was left off my list, I don't love every song. And I don't think Earthly Needs or Stop Motion or Agreed. Human Not are the highlights. I think they're good songs, but I don't think they're as great as the highlights. I know what you mean. I mean, I, I, I actually, I mean, this is literally the opposite of what you're saying. There is something consistent to me about the, the sound album. is definitely cohesive yes i also don't know if i needed spherical time it's like an interesting yeah, right. instrumental spherical time is this yeah this honestly that's what i was assuming the sound bath was gonna be it was like <laughs> spherical, spherical time. time um yeah i agreed stop motion i could take or leave i don't love the chorus of that um love crimes you know you you sort of glossed over that a little bit that's also one of my favorites on this Definitely. record just that back and forth piano in the verses and every time that chorus hits i just gotta play you this chorus God, it's so beautiful and yet, but, uh, like ghostly, like you yeah. said. I and the second, and the up. second chorus, where like his background sort of come in and get higher, and it's oh god, it's gorgeous. The way this song is composed is so smart in the way that he brings in percussion very lightly, yes. and all of a sudden you hear that, like you hear the beat come in at certain points that you, it almost comes in earlier than you thought or later than you thought at points. It makes it such an exciting listen totally for a agree. song that it's kind of back and forth. Like it, I mean, his vocal melody is. Yeah, but it's kind of a jaunty back and forth. But his vocals are so swim over it so nicely. Yeah, and you were saying that you didn't love Human Knot, but there is actually something about it. It's a very what's weird is the beat. It actually I don't love. It's kind of it's almost like a hip hop beat. Yeah, but there's something about the chorus which I do love. Those descending voicings in the what a I love his voice on it. Yeah. Uh, you spoke about Am spherical time. Human? Oh, I love it. Uh, and then Impossible Object is an, it, it honestly feels like a diviner, as like it feels like a, a good closer for the album, but it sounds very consistent with the rest of the yes. album. Yeah. I mean, like, I totally hear what you're saying. Not every song is a gem, um, but there but was. But it is super cohesive and a great super listen. Super cohesive. It's not too and, long. And the so good songs, yeah. man, did they hit me. Yeah. Okay, next we're going to talk about my number five favorite album of the year, Ariana Grande's new album, Thank You, Next. Breath like, who feels like forever. 
be honest, kind of surprised this wasn't higher. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I I think the reason for that is I don't think, like I said, these five albums are my favorite albums. Yeah. I, I pretty much love every song. However, I think the middle section is weaker than the front half and the back half. Interesting. So I didn't find it, like there's a slight lull, like Bloodline, Fake Smile, Bad Idea, Makeup. I like all those songs, but I don't love them nearly as much as I, I love the beginnings and the end of this yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, That's fair. So just, first of all, I need to, I don't want to say, like I think some people... Um, when we talk about like Oscar nominations, sort yeah. of uh, people getting nominated for f- older films that should have been nominated. Sure. I'm not saying I'm doing, I put this here because I, essentially what I'm saying is her last <laughs> album last year, Sweetener, was amazing. Like one of the best You're pop You're wondering albums. if you should have put it on. I'm wondering, I think I should have put Sweetener on my last and I think this album is also just as good. Maybe Sweetener is slightly better, but this is a okay. great album. Got it. First and foremost, you mentioned with Billie Eilish, you're so happy that like this is the face of pop. Yes. Billie Eilish, I know what you mean because it's so weird and yes, experimental. Different. Ariana Grande is not weird or experimental. No. But she embodies so much of what's good about pop music nowadays. Agreed. Yes. And very well her said. voice is fucking unbelievable. Yeah. I love her voice. And the production on this album is so good and so varied, and yet it just and yet it, it feels like such a cohesive album project. Agreed. Yes, pristine R and B production. Yes. I love and I love that. Again, I don't know Ariana Grande that well. To be honest, all the songs that I've heard by her, I have liked for the longest time. My alarm in college. This is well, the yes, but it, I never even got to that that part. It was always the like the beginning of the Zed song. It was like so. Now I just have like she has evolved PTSD from that moment. Yeah, but but even that I like that song. What I'm saying is like, but right. I assumed that he that she was much more modern day production. Whereas like there are some trap sort of things on this album. But as a whole, it is actually like really good R&B production. Absolutely. It is an R&B album through and through with hints of pop, hip-hop, reggaeton, trap, like you said. What makes this album stand apart, I think, from Sweetener, which in some level may have better better songs and better melodies slightly, Mm -hmm. this album is way more personal and way more confessional. Ariana Grande has had one of the most horrific last few years of of you know it's a really life. Good, it's I a mean, really good point. She the bombing I at know. her show in oh my London. God, I can't even imagine her breakup from her fiance Pete Davidson, and then her ex Mac Miller overdosed on drugs and died. Like holy shit! Yeah, and she. I'm not saying this album necessarily references those things. Uh, uh, I'm thinking yeah. next the song it right, does, right, which right. I want to I want to talk about. Um, but just everything is more personal and more like the lyrical are less broad strokes. Even like the first song, Imagine, which I love. I think oh it's a great God, opener. It's so good. Do, 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 do. It's so yes. beautiful and such a great opening salvo. Just the lyric like, order me pad time. I know. Something I about that. that I love. <laughs> we just kept saying that over and over yes, to each other it's last so, night. It's, but it's, it's specificity in lyrics like that for pop stars, which I find the most endearing. When you have a pop star who's singing broad strokes about love and heartbreak, it's just not that interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Overdone. When, you, when you're hearing about Ariana Grande's actual life right now, that's when it becomes a special album. Yeah. Similarly, her on songs like Needy, Okay, first of all, one of the things I love about this album is she has this confidence and swagger about her mm-hmm. that I absolutely love. I think it's really 
unique to her because she also always twinges it with a little bit of insecurity and vulnerability. Interesting. Um, except for songs like Seven Rings, which is my least favorite song on the album. Worst. Worst song on the album. For sure. Yeah, we'll get there oh, maybe God. quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but songs like Needy, she's literally... Which is a beautiful song. Also, no drums on that song. So yeah. it's just her. With a bunch of songs that are no drums. It's just like propulsive synths and whatnot. It's, yeah. I love how she's talking about, I'm too damn needy. How does it feel to be needed? Right. Like, I love something like that. Or in the same song, I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for saying sorry way too much. Mm-hmm. I love a lyric like that. She is so good at at these feelings that are universal, but making them feel very Ariana, which I love. NASA is a great fucking song. It's such I'd a rather cat- be alone it's, it's kind of cheeky and cutesy. Like she's talking about uh, needing space, like, you know, space oh, from your lover, it, okay. but she called the song NASA. I'm gonna need space. I'm a, I'm gonna need you. Oh, is that what she's saying? I yeah. thought she's saying I'm in deep space. <laughs> I thought it was deep space the first two, which okay. I like too. But I'm gonna need space. Got it. I'm a star, but I, like I need space. Yeah, like yeah, there's yeah. something she makes the. It's so hooky. It's so catchy, and there's a nice hip hop beat to it. Oh, it's so good. Um, but one song I really do want to highlight is the song Ghostin. so glad that this is the one you're highlighting because this is goddamn so special of I'm a song. I'm so happy you feel the same way because yes. like I said this is a a great album a mix of sort of these bangers these really uh, not aggressive but like sort of sultry and swaggery songs and then you get Ghostin which is such a beautiful and heartbreaking ballad and the string section her voice there, there's yeah. so much of this song that I love I couldn't believe it was on this album, yeah. and it was. It's always been my highlight on this album, no question. Her vocal performance oh, is and, and stunning. And the melodies, oh, every melody. I love the synth, and I love the string stabs, and then just the strings in general. It's such. Again, you know, I was saying before, there are some songs that are very propulsive, but don't have any drums. And this is. I don't know why. They might be very different. For some reason, when I was listening to the song, it was taking me back to. Uh, Blue Ocean Floor Ooh, by Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. There's, I don't know what it is about it. There's not like a lot of well, it's sort of this percussion, ha- exactly this hazy synth yeah. patterns that keep coming in. I know you hear oh, me God. when you cry. Oh man, and I love, I love the pre-chorus. Oh my God, it's you've so been good. so understanding. You've, you've been, been so good. That lyric though, baby, you do it so well. You've been so understanding. You've been so good. I'm putting you through more than one ever should, and I'm hating myself because you don't want to admit that it hurts you. Admit that it Ugh. hurts you. It's such so again, the way she sings it makes it feel so personal this is such a beautifully personal song wow it's gorgeous yeah i just i need i want people to know that she's not just the pop hit maker like she Absolutely. can clearly fucking sing and she and on the other songs she can sing too and in fact you mentioned uh the car the other day she does a kind of mariah carey christina, christina aguilera, aguilera thing where sometimes she quote unquote over sings like she clearly is showing off her pipes and yeah, i actually yeah. saw her live this year and she did that a lot but it was awesome i couldn't yeah. believe she was hitting these notes live no she's amazing. clearly a talent yeah um, outside of Ghostin, uh, we should talk about the song Thank You Next. Oh, 
I see Ariana Grande as a great role model for young women, hmm. which because she does so many songs that really speak to self-empowerment and self-love and understanding yeah. and the acceptance of vulnerabilities and stuff like that. Thank You Next became kind of a meme, which I actually thought was very funny. Is I don't that know right? if you heard about it. It's the, you know, one taught me love, one taught me patience, one taught me pain, and people would put different funny things there. Oh, but anyway, okay. I didn't know that. The original song, I mean, she's talking, she's literally, talk about personal, she's literally name-checking all of her ex-boyfriends or fiancés. Yes, at, at even almost got married, and for Pete, I'm so thankful... Which I could say thank you to Malcolm, Mac Miller, because yes. he was an angel. Oh, God. One taught me love, one taught me patience, one taught me pain. Now I'm so amazing. There's something about thank you next, which is cheeky and yeah. funny, but also the next verse is so important. Spend more time with my friends. I ain't worried about nothing. I met someone else. We're having better discussions. I know they say I move on too fast, but this one's going to last because her name is Ari, yeah. Ariana, mm -hmm. and I'm so good with that. Yeah. The fact that she... I just like got chills kind of... like but, That's not a poetic line, yeah. but there's something about her talking about all her exes and all the things they taught her, no, but then she found yes, herself. Mm -hmm. Like That is such a great message, and she sings it and delivers it so well. I agree. And you were mentioning that even the line, thank you, next, was kind of cheeky, but I love... The I'm so fucking grateful for my ex. Like yeah. that, that's also I'm so a good fucking grateful for my ex. A and I when it goes, point. I'm so fucking grateful for yeah, my yeah, yeah. ex. I love that falling. But just that sort of like, yeah, it's cheeky. But she's also like, yeah, but I'm so grateful. Like, thank you. You know what's coming next? I was so gra grateful for what you know came before. But you know, let's let's move forward. This should have been the closer. Totally I am agree. not a fan. I like Break Up With Your Girlfriend on board, but it, it, it could have been earlier in the album. I could have also had it off the album. This just like is the name of the album. It would have been perfect. And I also don't love, I mean, maybe this was purposeful, but I don't love that it's, I mean, it's Thank You Next and then it's Break Up With Your Girlfriend on board. Which she's like, going was, back to that sort of yeah, and it was swagger. Like, and it was, it was so, like the song before was like such a nice sentimental note to end on and then to end with this, it's like, man. It's a good point. And this is one of the reasons why it's number five also. I, I think I said earlier, maybe I'm sort of going back myself that, you know, I said, you know, these albums, I love every song. Seven Rings and Break Up With Your Girlfriend, God, I'm Seven Bored, Rings. are the two songs that are the most I'm a fucking awesome bad bitch. Seven and Rings she, is also... she sells it. I know. The, the Rodgers and Hammerstein. Like, what? It's a weird interpolation. But I think it works in the context of the album because I like that it's... I like that she's multifaceted. She can be this bad bitch. You like my hair? Just cut it. Then it. I want it. I, I, I kind of like it. There's something about it that, that part's is, fun. I just hate that you're the, my you're taking things. my favorite things I know, I know, and making it. And break up with song. your girlfriend on board. Still has a great vocal melody. I like the sparse instrumentation all over. I also want to say there are parts where her background singers, whoever they are, yeah. come in at these beautiful moments in Imagine and NASA. Oh my God! There are so many parts where. There's great harmonies on these songs. I just, for a pop album, for an R&B album, one of the other best of the year was Lizzo's album, Because I Love You. Yeah. Great record. Um, but this one, in terms of R&B and pop, I listened to this album nonstop, and I really got a sense for where Ariana Grande is right now. And I just love her. Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. I'm so glad you put this on your list, because I really like this album, and it makes, makes me, me so want to check out you know previous Ariana albums. Yeah. The last album, Sweetener, was great, too. Noted. All right, and next, let's talk about my number four favorite album of the year, Titanic Rising by Wiseblood.
Wise Blood, Natalie Meering, Mering, I don't actually know how to pronounce her last name, didn't know her at all. And, you know, just like, sort. I mean, this was much more on a whim, but, you know, I bought tickets to see Hayden Thorpe um, before even knowing his album, not knowing barely any Wild Beasts. Uh, Jackson, who actually, you know, coincidentally went to the Hayden Thorpe show as well. One day he was just like, yeah, I'm going to see Wise Blood tonight at uh, the new Webster Hall. You want to come? I had nothing to do. I was like, sure. So I listened to the album once that day. I was like, this is good. Saw the show. I was like, this is, this is, this is really good. This is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and after that, I just got more and more into this album. Um, this is her fourth full length. I'm very curious to check out what came before. I don't know how different. I really don't know her at all. Yeah. I only knew the song Every Day, which was shared on the with that, us. That, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, that's the only thing I knew before the show as well. Um, My friend Rachel. Thank you. <laughs> this is, to me, a consistently great album 10 tracks really only eight tracks because there's two you know kind of just sonic instrumental things but for me even if every song is not like incredible there is such there is such consistency i i I don't i don't want to skip any track like i really want to go through the entire album which i think is a testament to Mm -hmm. crafting an album and also she has a lot of sort of themes that are repeated or tagged on to like other moments in songs, which I always really like. Her voice is beautiful. It is so warm and motherly. It sounds very Joni Mitchell Carpenter's. I call yeah. it sonically maternal. I know where you're going with this. Oh Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I don't love shitting on your albums, especially number five, uh, your, in your top five. I, I can't I can't deal with this album. It is to me such a ripoff of Karen Carpenter and Joni Mitchell. So I mean, you know this for me in previous podcasts in terms of when I find something is too similar in melody and sound and style, it's just very distracting to me. I have a lot of positive things to say, and there are still songs I yeah. love on this album. But overall, I'm listening to this album, and I'm like, how is no one talking about how she sounds exactly like Karen Carpenter? How is First no one all, sounding... What, what's she supposed to do? She's just not supposed to make a record? But like, why are people freaking out about like a Greta Van Fleet like ripping off Led Zeppelin sound and, More and people- identity? <laughs> this sounds just like Karen Carpenter. First of all, I, I will admit, I have I don't think I've actually ever listened to one ounce of Greta Van Fleet. No, nor have I. Even though I know it's a huge thing <laughs> yeah, where everyone's right. just fair. like, but I'm assuming it's not just in this guy's voice, it's in the entire vibe. And maybe, and maybe you're saying that but the whole vibe is almost. Karen Carpenter. So that's my point also, is that a lot of Carpenter's music was written by Burt Bacharach yep. and has these sort of swelling strings. So when she has the songs that are very orchestrated and rich in sort of that i'm just sitting there being like this is a good song but i just can't stop thinking about how similar this sounds to older stuff but why is that i don't understand why that's such a hang-up for you i don't know i feel like i'm listening to something that's not original like i could be listening to the carpenters Mm, before you talk (laughs) it sounds like you want to talk through multiple songs um i will say my absolute highlight on this album is movies Nice. Oh my okay. God! See, I think what's so interesting. What's so inter- that's the like exactly. black sheep on the exactly. album. Exactly. Okay. It sounds. She sounds, of course, like Aaron Carpenter still, but it's synthy. It's yeah. bubbly. It's weird, yeah. and the lyrics are awesome. Uh, it's so cool. It's that 
song works to me more than, and that's the longest song on the uh, almost longest song on the album. Yeah, and it works to me way more. I mean, every day is a fucking great song. Yes, it I is. I completely, but agree. I remember so when we when we heard that song. Before, that was a Joni Mitchell ripoff yeah. to me. Like well, to me, it's very Joni style. Mitchell, Carol King. It's like, but every day is like so well composed. Like yeah, it honestly, keeps going so yeah. Let's let's listen to it. Yes. So many parts of the song I love, and it just keeps building and growing. This definitely grew on me because clearly I didn't love it when we heard it yeah. all those uh, months ago. But oh my god, it's so impressive that she pulled this song off. It just builds forever. Amazing melodies throughout. I mean, what I didn't even get to say about the album as a whole is that all these songs to me are jam packed, but effortless at the same time. They're all like the chords that are used, all of her melodies, like every song almost has so many changes melodically quarterly and whatnot but it feels so right and well put together and this song is no exception yes it's like it goes so many different places this song also not just you know I, we said Joni Mitchell Kirkland but also very Beatles excuse me yes. Beatlesy Pet yes. Shop uh, not Pet Shop Boys Beach <laughs> Boys uh, oh, as soon as that marchy thing comes in, it's very Pet Sounds, Sgt. Pepper's. But it evolves in such a way that is such an, such an exciting song. Yes. I love the song. I also love the opener. A Lot's Gonna Change is a great opener. Oh my opener. God, it soars. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, so you know what? It's, it's tough. I, as I'm listening more and more, I'm liking more and I'm finding more in the songs that I really love and I really respect this album. It's yeah. just, for me, it's a little too similar to no, it's other fair. stuff. I mean, listen, I know Joni Mitchell's first album very well and then like two or three songs outside of that. So this is way more like her uh, early uh, mid 70s stuff. And like Karen Carpenter, Carpenter stuff, barely know as well. So I get that maybe if I knew that stuff very well, I'd be like, wow, this isn't that special. But I don't. So it's up there. (laughs) Um, Also great album cover. Yes, I like it a lot. Uh, So you were mentioning a lot's going to change just like i was talking about diviner literally the the title track off that album such an amazing declarative opener sounds like a movie theme she just her vocals soar yeah. on this record and maybe that's a very karen carpenter Joni mitchell whatever it is i think it's mostly when she's paired with strings it's like <laughs> that's so like, I, mean, I that's know what i love album, i just like I know. yeah uh, just yeah, that that is one of my favorite songs on this record for yeah. for sure. A lot's gonna change Great in note. your lifetime. It's just oh god, it's so. I'm just floating in the sky. It sounds important. Again, just great chords throughout. Gently wrapped around me. Oh, everything like that. And also, I love that at the very end of the song, like throughout the entire song, she's saying, you're going to be just fine. Try to leave it all behind. No one can keep you down. It's high time you learn to get by because you got what it takes. And then the very last tag is, let me change my words. Show me where it hurts. Mm. So it's like, don't worry, you'll get through this. And then it's like, okay, I'm here for you. Like, like, what's up? I don't know. I love that. Andromeda, another soaring chorus. I, my favorite part of this, I think, is the slide guitar. <laughs> Every time it's that 
we both love slide guitar. Very Beatlesy bridge. Definitely. Something to believe. Actually, before something to believe, you know, you were talking about every day, but there are just some other things that I wanted to pick out. I love that, you know, you mentioned this, I don't remember in what podcast, about how REM is very good at teasing the chorus and whatnot. Yes. This song does it perfectly. They keep, you know, she gets the, I see you every day. And then it goes back to the verse. And then she goes back to that. And then, then again, I might be falling down. And then it goes back to a verse. And then she does that again. And then, then again, love's not easy. It's so, Mm. it's so well crafted. And I love the bridge. I cannot see, I cannot see. I love that. (laughs) Um, And the ending is very all you need is love. Yes. You know what I mean? No question. Yeah, it's like, oh man. The ending, uh, yeah. And and at times kind of... um, a day in the life. Yes, agreed. Uh, right, all this Beatles just yes. mishmash stuff. Titanic Rising, just kind of an instrumental. Supposedly, I've heard her say it's it's bridging two halves of her record. The first is about hope and love. The oh, second, so movies is the first right, or the first song of the second. Yes, half. and movie. What's interesting is that you know movies is all about. Uh, Wanting your life to be a movie, well, or people who sort of live their lives. As, I think it's about her as a kid thinking that life was going to be like the movies, and that it's not actually, you know, what it turned out to be. But I think specifically, Titanic was always a favorite movies of her of hers as a kid. Oh, so I didn't know this Titanic connection. Rising going into that. I think you know that was a thing. But yeah, you were mentioning movies, so experimental for her. That synth arpeggiator feels so grand. It just sounds like a dream. It also feels like she's underwater, like yes, the album cover. So absolutely. another reason why that that fits the best to and me. then this like random violin fiddle yeah. outro it's like so, it's very experimental it's very cool i also love the lyrics big box office hit making love to a counterfeit that's so good i wonder maybe i'm completely off base here yeah i had thought that wise blood was more electronic so i wonder oh. if that was sort of a remnant from her earlier stuff and I this actually became the more the opposite I, I might be wrong but i think it's the opposite oh, okay, I, think she, I think she was more <laughs> that this truly is the black sheep like you said yeah okay. even as an album maybe for for the rest of her albums mirror fever has a great bridge Wild Time, another sort of floating song, which I love. Great vocal melody, uh, vocalizing, which calls back to her something to believe melody, which is another one of those kind of like tying themes together throughout. And I remember live that melody of it's so wild time that little change in it she does a lot of that sort of instead of just holding the last note she'll go all over the place yes, with it in the different yeah, directions yeah the melodies are, are crazy yeah. and picture me better which is basically the closer, the closer yeah. is such a gorgeous closer do you not do you not think so i like it oh right. man that that chorus melody is so beautiful i have to play it for you I mean, that that says it all. That is who Natalie Meering is. That is who Wise Blood is. That is just like what I love about this record. And 
Yeah, and then you got Nearer to Thee, which I also really like. It's supposedly, it's it's this string version of the synth intro to A Lot's Gonna Change. So again, you know, kind of book book, ended, bookending yep. the album. But supposedly, it's supposed to be a reference to the final song played on the Titanic before sinking. Wow, Isn't I did not awesome? know this was yeah. such a concept record <laughs> in know. that sense. It is so cool that this made your list on a fluke. You went to the show. I mean, yeah. that I is, probably would not have checked it out. That's amazing. I also don't think I've even spoken about, I think it's produced really well. There's a lot going on, so it has to be produced yeah, and well again, for these you know, songs to My work. friend Jackson is a producer. I mean, he's a music lover in general as well. But I think at one point... This is on his list? Yes, it is. I believe it is. Um, at one point, he was just kind of showing me uh, songs that he really liked, the drum production or things like that. And he showed me one of these songs. And yeah, I'm so glad that he introduced me to Wise Blood. Next, we're going to talk about my number four favorite record of the year, and that's Dog Roll, the debut album from the Irish punk band Fontaine's DC. This is without question my rock album of the year. I mean, I said earlier in uh, previous podcasts, I discovered these guys at South by Southwest. I saw them twice there, just like Black Midi. Mm -hmm. And then they opened for Idols. Yes. My favorite album of last year. That was the first time I had heard about them was when they opened up at Brooklyn Steel. And I remember that show being pretty good. I was like, who are these guys? (laughs) Yeah, they, on first listen, they the songs kind of sound similar and it's all very fast and heavy. It's interesting. That's how I felt at the shows. Okay. And, and they have this crazy nervous energy. The lead singer is like pacing around every song. I remember he had, he had an interesting pacing and pacing and shuffling all around. So he's got this sort of stressful, anxious feeling. And that is what helped put this on the list because not just his performance, but this wasn't originally on my list. And it recently kept rising uh, because I just, I, I liked this album for a while. I had it for a while. When, so when did this come out? It came out back in April. So I had it since then. And I'd heard the previous singles. Like I was into it. Got it. Okay. But it never really clicked. And then for whatever reason, the last month has been kind of a rough month. Yeah. Just I had a lot of stress and anxiety through work. I had car troubles, this, that, and the other. And this album just spoke to me. This sort of nervous, frantic, frenetic anxious energy of this album just was such a bomb b-a-l-m for me during that time that i just fell in love and this became my highlight album i would listen to over and over and over and over again all day for weeks and that's why it had to make my list this is such a great record these are young guys these are like early 20s really 22 23 wow i'm pretty sure i read or i heard an interview that they met in college at like poetry clubs so poetry is a big part of this album and why this album works so well. Okay. Um, oh man. Like when you even just look at the lyrics in terms of like, they're kind of all stanzas, the opening song big, which is a great opener. Yep. Dublin in the rain is mine. A pregnant city with a Catholic mind. It's such a great opener. It's such a great stanza. Like a lot of these songs are filled with really tight and interesting little uh, bits and that are really catchy and stick in your head, not just melodically, but like the lyric Slick wise. little boy with a mind of Ritz. Yes. I, the, love, I that. love that you can hear. So I didn't, I don't know if I said they're from Dublin. Yes. DC stands for Dublin city. Fontaine's Dublin city you can hear his irish accent oh, so clearly yeah, so yeah, yeah. first of all i didn't even know there was a dublin city 
I think it's... Oh, is it made up? I don't know. Whatever. Maybe it's like a soccer team. Okay, well, I'm embarrassed if that's true (laughs) or not true. Anyway, this is an awesome album. Oh, I'm so glad you I'm so glad you put this on. I'm so glad you made me listen to this. Because I actually think that a bunch of my friends have been into this album. I didn't really think twice about it. You know, I think they already knew it even before the Idols show. Um, And I had heard Big before. You know, my friend had showed me the the music video as well. Have you seen that? Oh, no. I haven't actually. It's very cool. Um, I say cool. It's just fun. It's like one okay. shot. This little kid sort of walking. Oh, I have through the, seen that. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah Walking yeah. through, just like raising Miming his arms yeah, up. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so into this. I mean, in general, like I know when we recorded our last podcast and we talked about idols, I was having trouble with his voice. You know, I was saying it sounded like whatever his name from <laughs> <laughs> Quest for Camelot, <laughs> Rupert. Yes. Um, but and and I always loved the music behind uh, Joe Talbot. Just since his, like, then, dark post punk. Yeah, and yeah. since then, I've actually totally grown to love his voice and their music. And I also really enjoy Proto Martyr, Parquet Courts. I would maybe even put yeah, in the same camp and post-punk. whatnot. This is right there, and I li- I actually find his voice the most pleasant. And when he sings, by the way, and I really don't think this is just an Irish thing. I think he sounds a lot like the guy from Frightened Rabbit. His, the well, t- Frightened Rabbit's Scottish, but I hear what you're oh, saying. Oh, shit. It's okay. God. But his, first of all, his voice is beautiful. On the, on the two ballads on this yes. album, Roy's tune is a gorgeous yes, song. It is. Oh, my God. I love the chord changes, the melodies, how he sings. I like the way they treat me, but I hate the way they use her. I hate the way they use Well, I never really read or spent a day in bed And my hair was red and my eyes went dead I was a cool, cool kid on the And the last song, The Closer, is so pretty. I love that one, too. Is, what I like about that one is that it very much feels like an old Irish tune that oh. they just kind of like... Yeah. I mean, it's literally called Dublin City Sky. It sounds like, you know, they're Dublin at a, City at a bar. Sky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the real song I really want to highlight is Boys in the Better Land. If you're a rock star, porn star, superstar, doesn't matter what you are, get yourself a good car, get out of here. Yeah. I just think this song fucking rocks. Yeah. Is, there's so much energy. The guitar, it just, just starts with the guitar. Yeah. And then you hear a tambourine and bass come in. And then the band fucking explodes. And it's so fast. And I'll tell you that sort of nervous energy that I really gravitate to, especially sure. when I'm having it's a really anxious it's, it's problems. It's a really good point. I mean... I think that this album... We can go back to uh, Boys, Boys in the Betterland soon. Um but this album touches on a bunch of different sounds or maybe it's not even a bunch it's just like a couple there's a lot of like melodic definitely and i don't know 80s sounding sort of guitars okay, the and, lots, and song structure the lots is the most amazing cure disintegration bass sound yeah. oh my god it's such it's like a psychedelic post punk but yeah boys in the betterland i yeah. just want to point out because of the energy sister sister how oh, i missed you missed you let's go wrist to wrist again like his vocal delivery sometimes it's very talk singy yes, and a sometimes lot. he's so impassioned passionate if you're a rock star porn star superstar doesn't matter what you want yeah (laughs) but the boys in the better land like there's obviously there's something about 
you know the accent that I love and clearly yeah. you do too yeah. that it makes it exciting and fun to sing his intonations are amazing yeah. this song goes on quite a while and for some people I think maybe too long mm. I love how long it goes especially at the end they just let the drums go yes. forever and it's so good they just sound so fucking alive this is the rock I need right now I think what I also like so much about that type of one note vocal because a lot of his things are just monotone like, yes um, is that there's great music going on under, underneath it. Just like Proto Martyr. It's very also, honestly, just like a lot of, let, I don't know a lot of hip hop, but a lot of hip hop that I like is, you know, there's great sampling and whatnot with a great flow over it, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's, it, it's rhythmic. It, it's, impor- right. it's important Definitely. to me to have, you know, that musical, like actually interesting core to it. Yeah. Um, there's so many good songs though I, it's hard for me to even pick Too Real is so fucking good oh man ah, I'm that, about to make a lot of money is it too real for you doesn't that sound like Interpol I know what you mean that totally yeah yeah intro yeah. the whole uh, is so the song's good. very proto-martyry too just awesome the dissonant guitar slides yes and the verses the whole thing. so cool those like squelchy but every kind song of... is good Sha Sha Sha, sha, sha is a so nice good. shuffle yes. television screen shuffle you know what I love about television screens that choked symbol do you know what I'm talking about I do it's I awesome. love television screens is one of my top songs oh, on this album exciting. for sure because again it, it's melodic obviously I probably gravitate a little bit more towards that and, uh, there's just also really nice instrumentation going on throughout and at the very end like when it all kind of disint- disintegrates to like just the high up bass and oh, yeah. 90s kind of guitar chords so many members of the band shine on all of these songs. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Laughter is dark and ominous. I love yeah. that one. I already talked about the lots. I love that bass sound. And I love how they can get more psychedelic with this sort of post-punk sound. Yes. Lots on the corner. She ain't never coming down. Checklist Reckless is great. What's really going on? I just want to like, I have all these little like slogans in my head. <laughs> Liberty Bell is one of the quickest and fastest and punchiest and, and catchiest very songs. just like, I don't know, 60s kind of. What's back? What's very funny? Is it easy? So, something about, this actually sounds the most parquet courts to me. And it's one of the most melodic. I saw parquet courts on the Liberty Bell. Oh, that's <laughs> There was something right. about that. I was like, what's going that's on here? Awesome. Anyway. You know I love that violence, ready, steady violence. Da, da, yeah. Da, da, There's da, da, just, da, da, da. as a whole, I just want to talk about, like, this album is a lot about gentrification, wealth inequality, xenophobia, adolescent restlessness, a changing Dublin. These are younger guys. It is and no surprise that they, was it an entire tour that they did with Idols? Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, they, they very totally. much seem like in the same camp. In my, yeah, in my wheelhouse. Yeah. Like I said, the, I didn't really highlight deep and detailed but these songs are poetry and each song has like little vignettes about specific people and moments Mm -hmm. that make the stories and points that they're making really um, effective and resonant I just think musically just gets me fucking going rock album of the year the poetry and lyrical composition of the Dublin that they create for you as you know Americans is really special to get into that world i think it's a great album i can't believe this is their debut album i'm so excited that is amazing yeah Yeah. and the fact i mean i'm so glad that this is on your list because like uh, an album like this needed to be on your list i don't know especially after i needed a rock album exactly yes but which rock is such a big part of me so yeah. yeah this was definitely a highlight of the year all right and next let's talk about my number three favorite album of 2019 crushing by julia jacqueline do you still have that photograph Would you use it to hurt me? Well, I guess it's just my life And it's just my body First off, I 
I'm just going to say, and I've, you know, I've been very open about how, and you and I both, uh, I'm not a lyrics first person. Lyrics are usually last for me on albums. I have not connected lyrically oh to God. an album the lyrics like this. Make this album, yeah, so special, resonant, deeply affecting. It might be interesting because I don't know what other people think about the lyrics on Currents, the Tame Impala album. But mm. I have not connected lyrically to an album in such a uh, real way since Currents because the Currents came out after you know I had had a breakup after a long relationship and there were some of the things that Kevin Parker was literally saying that just sometimes it was freaky how exact like a situation yeah. he would describe it was something about it it was like perfect for that time I'm not saying I've, I've you know gone through a breakup like that recently because this is also a breakup album absolutely but still there's some topics that she touches on there are some just lines that she has that, that I've never are heard so yeah I've never heard anyone talk about this or in such deft you know poetic yes. way yeah this whole album feels like a meditation and sort of personal therapy session yeah, and very catharsis much, after getting out of yes, clearly an unhealthy and abusive yes reclaiming one's self oh, and identity and body. her body yes this literally. album by the way should have been titled body yeah i mean i get the crushing the sort of both the duality of the it. duality yes. of crushing but oh my god i'm so glad you put this on your list easily an honorable mention for me, and especially you putting this on your list made me listen way more. Yeah. Holy shit, this yeah. is a great album. No, this album could have been somewhere, like, um, it definitely was in my top three. It, on a given day, could have been even higher. Like, it, it is so well put together in every aspect. It's so intimate, even when... First of all, her vocals are so oh hushed. God. And her vibrato on gorgeous. every she has such a gorgeous voice. She just creates this pillowy, beautiful uh, template yes. for her words, which are so biting and like yes. really passionate yeah, and she's intense. So expressive. She's very expressive w- with her voice. Um, there are like three vibes on this record which I also love, that it kind of flips between. There's this very somber, kind of full band sound that she has with Body Body. and Don't Know How to Keep Loving You and uh, Turn Me Down. And then there's this peppy, upbeat full band, which is Head Alone, Pressure to Party, party, um, You Were Right. Uh, And then there's just like Julia and an instrument. And that's, you know, when, when the family flies in. Comfort comfort convention and it's it's so um interspersed in such a good way it's like it's a varied album and yet unbelievably consistent i'm probably going to say that about every record that there is a consistency to in my, in my opinion to the records that i put on my top five and this one is absolutely no exception such the production is great literally just how everything sounds and i mean she is clearly her voice her vocals the lyrics are the forefront of this but her band is so tight and the orchestration so all- jealous by the way that you got to see her live like yeah. i cannot believe i missed this now yes i saw her live this year and it was it was great it didn't she make always, your list though it didn't make my list it was it was awesome it was a solid performance um I don't know. There was what was actually really fun about that show is the encore. I think it was an encore, just whatever. The last song she did was "I'm with You" Avril by Levine. Avril Lavigne, and I was like, "Cause that's <laughs> like that song holds up. Yeah, that's a yeah, song yeah, that I've actually gone song. back to a couple times over the last few years." It's funny. I just saw the second time I saw Weatherbox. The opener was the lead singer of the Hotelier. Also yeah. played that song. Which was oh, cool. nice. Having a comeback. Yeah. This. Uh, 
Yeah. We, the, we, we got to go talk ahead. about these, the lyrics, the songs. Yes. Like starting at Body, yeah. which is such a great opener, especially lyrically. Yes. Number, the I lyrics mean, body, make this album for me. The lyrics make this, this is the first and foremost, I mean, this song is the is the is the story is the just diary a boy entry. who could not get through a domestic flight without lighting up in the restroom is such yes. a great little snippet yes. of life there's something so specific yes we're talking about specificity in ariana uh grande's album this is like tenfold no this whole song sounds like a poetry reading from like a diary it literally that's that's what it is and it's such i mean the band does such a good job of just creating this very somber they, they're holding vibe. it in it's very yes just kind of drone bassy kick and snare just very subtle strumming light tambourine oh man i'm not a good woman when you're around yeah she's clearly knows that this guy's bad for her God, there's such a heartbreaking fucking lyric in this. Uh, Do you still have that photograph? Would you use it to hurt me? She talks about how when she was younger, this guy took a picture of her naked and she's wondering like, now that they're not together, what could he do with this? And how could he, I guess it's just my life. I guess it's just my body. She sort of says it in a sarcastic way as if like maybe he had said that to her. It is such a brilliant little stanza and is so heartbreaking to hear. And this continues on the next two songs, especially this idea of loss of your body and identity when you're in a toxic relationship. Definitely. And actually, I'm glad you said that because the next track after Body is the song that I definitely want to highlight, even though this is an album that is completely consistent. Love Any of these song. songs I could have highlighted, but I want to highlight Head Alone. This was actually what an amazing song. This was the first song I had ever heard. Um, actually, the first really? song I ever heard. Pressure to party. That wasn't the first song I oh, ever heard. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, the first song actually I had ever heard of Julia Jacklin's was a live version of the Stroke song Someday. Oh, cool. It was on some Australian, right, like, we mentioned she's Australian? Kind of thing. Yeah. Right. She's, yes, she's from, uh, I don't know if it's Sydney or Melbourne. Um, but. Yeah, so I heard that, which, by the way, everyone, you, if you haven't seen it, you need to check out okay. that uh, her rendition of Someday. Um, but yeah, uh, a friend of mine sent me uh, a mix, and Head Alone was on it. And it was so, so addictive. Great 60s, like, Motown kind of beat and guitar, like a stop-start kind of thing. I love her melodies on this song. Yes. I don't want to be touched all the time. I love that. Put it back by the table before you get there, my head. It's also built so well. Absolutely. The I also love that little. Yeah, I raise my body up to be mine. Wham! Ha! I just love that kind of little. You know, the lyrics all over the song are so intense and moving. She starts the song off talking about yeah, standing on a chair. I didn't. I didn't write them down. So if you want to find them, but give me standing, a full length yeah. mirror. Oh, I got them. <laughs> give me a full length mirror so I can see the whole picture. My head alone gives nothing away. Guess I could stand on a chair, put it back by the table before you get there. My head alone doesn't know how to say I don't want to be touched all the time. I raised my body up to be mine. I just got chills hearing that. I don't want to be touched all the time. I raised my body up to be mine. That. Oh God. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, there's so much. And this song keeps going with that lyrical theme. 
I have your back more than I have mine oh, is God. such a good lyric. Yes. Not I have my back more than I have your, you know, it's, yes. it's I have your own back and I don't even have mine. There's, I want you to feel good all the time. There's always this, du- this duality of her wanting this relationship to work and yes. being there and loving for this person, but clearly he but she, he's not yeah, there and for it's like, her. And then she's like, but I need this. This is what I need. And also you were just sort of saying the lyrics. I love this bridge, by the way. Oh yeah. It's so Beatlesy, especially yes. on that. I want you it's out of nowhere, to but it feel works. good. The best, best part of the song, which I actually want to play you is the outro. I think this is my favorite part of this album for sure it might be mine too yeah uh and the line i'll say it till he understands you can love somebody without using your hands that so powerful it's so powerful and this is what i mean about you know i haven't connected so strongly to an album lyrically in years there is just something about that which it's i mean without going too psychological <laughs> and like having a therapy session right now on this podcast like it can be hard to um separate the physical from emotional intimacy emotion. yeah just that kind of thing so there is something so simple and powerful that speaks to me about that line you can love somebody without using your hands i, I love that and the way she goes into it it's such a climax yeah. and her voice is so can't fiery love somebody without using your hands ah, band rocks it's like oh god i'm glad that you like the song oh, as much as love i do it. absolutely my favorite songs on this album are the first three songs yeah. i think the one two three punch yeah. and lyrically they are the most connected it is slightly slight slightly top heavy again it's like i say yes. it's pre- I, I know it is very consistent but i know what you because mean as well if you'll allow me i need to highlight pressure to party First of all, thank you to my friend Jillian who introduced me and maybe both of us to yep. this song because this song is easily one of my favorite songs of the year. Holy shit. It's it's similar lyrically to the last two, but it's also about societal pressures of of moving on yes. and being pushed by your friends to go to parties to right. meet and it's people. Like, and, it's, and nothing is good enough. It's like if you're if you're staying indoors too much, it's like, come on, come out. And then if, if you're like out and about, it's almost like you should probably take some time for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> there are just like all these songs, every one of these songs, there are great little couplets. I know where you live. I used to live there too. I love that. I love the way she sings that. I used to live there. Yes. Well, that's another thing about this song. It's so... First of all, she sings just this like major seventh note, this pressure to party gonna stay. I love the melody. And it's just a major seventh, but it feels so tense. It's something so tense. And then as soon as she gets to that, I used to live there too. It's such a like nice release. She keeps listening, pressure to this, pressure to that. Pressure to feel fine after the fact, out on the dance floor with my body back. Again, she keeps yes, she, always the, the word body. body yes, it's always important to the lyrics. Meeting a stranger, touching his face. I don't want anyone to ever take your place. Still, after leaving this toxic relationship, 
It's hard. You're yes. thinking about the past relationship. It's hard to move on and move into someone else's pressure to go strike out on your own, pressure to learn from being alone. Again, these are simple and yes. yet so powerful. My favorite line, which I think you probably want to talk about too. What do I do? I don't know how it works. Pressure oh, to yes. not let the inside of my mind spill onto the floor for our friends to find it. Right. That is such a great lyric. Yes. Spilling out on the floor. I oh know. my God. I love it. And I just love that it's all this pressure. I mean, just that sort of starting every single sentence off with pressure, pressure, pressure. I mean, it really shows you this sort of tense pressure of the song and this it's like the vibe of the song never changes there's no like major bridge the melodies just start to change like the second verse uh harmonies come in and changes it and whatnot and then just yeah all those ah, oh my god ah, yeah the, the chorus so gritty. is the chorus of or is it the chorus i don't know yeah i've locked myself in my room I'll open the door, try to love again soon. Try, try to love again soon. Try to love again soon. I love soon. that melody, and it's so rocking. This is the rockiest song on the album. Absolutely. And it's one of my favorites, no question. Definitely. But there's so many good songs on this album. They don't all fit the narrative of this relationship. It doesn't seem like to me. Sure. Um, like, I can't tell... Well, actually, for, Don't Know How to Keep Loving You is still in that narrative and I actually love the lyric, I want your mother to stay yes. friends with mine. I wrote I that want this too. feeling to pass in time, but you know my body and I know yours. I another body. body, yes. All those first four, I think, are very much yes. about that. This is another song that... It, I don't know why it just gets me every time because it doesn't change for like five minutes nothing about it changes except it just kind of like gets a little more a little more intense in the chorus and whatnot and just that repetition of don't know how to keep loving you now yeah. that I know you so well don't know how to keep loving you now that I know you so it's just like I don't know why it's so effective to me Yeah. when the family flies in I can't tell like it sounds like it's more like a, a death Yeah. but it could be you know an think, uh, analogy for the relationship I think it is an I actual death that happened love this lyric weak telephone reception yes. doesn't come Complement a dark state of mind. Yes, that is. I agree. So good. Again, being on the phone with someone when you're having a crisis and you can't hear them. Oh my god! And the specificity of the last thing that I sent you was an irrelevant music video. And I'll always wonder if you ever watched it. Thought you had longer to go. I'm sure that's so many things that you know. So many people think like when someone passes or or whatever. You're just like, what was the last contact that you had with them or whatnot? Something. I feel bad about it. This is probably my least favorite song on the record. There's something kind of simple, plotting about it. Well, I like I said, or like we both said, the middle section. Uh, is a little slower um, but uh, You Were Right is kick ass and yes. I love these lyrics too started listening to your favorite band the night I stopped listening to you you were yes. always trying oh, to force my hand but now I'm listening because I want to yeah. that is so good yes. and I totally understand where she's coming from lyrically there yes. you were right I liked it you were wrong I was a good friend I don't know It's some. there's something so swaggery and kind of I don't know like em- empowering definitely just, yes i don't I, I someone who's trying to constantly cater or change you and how you are and your own tastes is, and then you is, want to do it for yourself and, it's and like it's fun, not about yeah, exactly, you yeah, i don't know exactly. i love that it's a very addictive chorus uh yeah you skipped over convention and i really wanted to talk about like i didn't realize just as a political song it seems yeah, like yeah I, it's about the republic it's after the republican convention okay. and trump got yeah. nominated as the republican nominee it sounds like the morning after right. it sounds like this very like what the fuck just happened last night and this isn't even after supposedly he you know got not uh, became president <laughs> um beautiful picking in that song and good guy another song lyrically that actually really 
hits me. Mm. Tell me I'm the love of your life just for a night, even if you don't feel it. I don't care for the truth when I'm lonely. I don't care if you lie. I don't care in the morning if you get up, not say goodbye. Come on, breathe in, breathe out. You're still a good guy. I think this is very much about sort of today's dating culture and Tinder, one night stand, that whole thing. But like, and wanting more. And yes. also, the guitar. I just want to say that I yeah. love the guitar. Doom, 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 yes. doom, doom. It's so pretty so throughout spacious. the song. It's so nice. Turn Me Down has I, a great bridge. I was just going to say, I don't love the song as a whole, but that bridge. Yeah, I mean, that's holy what it, Clearly, shit. that's what it's, it's what called Turn Me Down. What an amazing vocal performance yes. and build. And oh, live. It was, oh, def- yeah. it was very, very Such special. And I'm sure very vulnerable for her. And then Comfort. Which I also want to shout out my friend Aaron who recommended this song or put it on a mix also and immediately gorgeous. gorgeous. It sounds so sparse. like a French song. It sounds like La Vie en Rose or something uh-huh. like that. I don't know what it is, but... It's, it sounds like a lullaby. Yeah. You'll and be okay. You'll be I know exactly what right. you mean. Aaron actually pointed out he was like, one of the reasons why I love Comfort so much is because it's a touching breakup song sort of about the other person's yes. feelings. Or at least it starts that way. Yes. And this is another another lyric just you can't be the one to hold him when you were the one who left you i don't yeah, know how he's doing too. but that's what you get you can't be the one to hold him when you were the one who left i think so relatable i would hope that anyone with a heart who breaks someone else's heart so to speak um <laughs> at least has that feeling a little bit like yeah. that has always been the hardest thing for me mm-hmm. i would say in breakups is like I want to be able to sort of comfort them, comfort them because I'm so, you know, I don't know, empathetic or yeah. sympathetic to to what they're going through. But you but can't you'd be the last person. You can't. Yeah, you know? exactly. But I also love how it switches right at the end to I'll be OK. Yeah. I'll be oh, all yes. right. Yes. I'll get well soon. Yeah. I mean, what a beautiful conclusion and what a powerful album. I am so happy you put this on because it made me revisit and fall in love all over again lyrical album of the year for me no definitely, question definitely next we're going to talk about my number two favorite album of the year charlie by charlie xcx This album is nuts. Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. No, not a fan. Not really. I am so surprised this is number two for you. Oh, my God. I this mean, like, is I'm not the most full- amazing production of the year. I'm not no question. that crazily surprised because you obviously have more of an affinity for some pop, but I know you and I have talked about, you know, the production a little bit on this album. Well, for me, the production is the best of the year, like I said. It is the most futuristic pop album I've ever heard, taking these sort of modern pop tropes and cliches and styles and totally subverting them Hmm. and adding crazy layers and effects and features that make this album feel wholly unique to Charlie XCX. I can't believe she put this out. I've been a fan of hers for a while and she sort of has has evolved like she used to be more of a more simple synth pop and then she got more into like a rock pop style and then she got basically involved with pc music which is sort of like a british um music pop music production collective with sophie and aj uh, ag cook who produces most of this album okay and she totally switched and became this 
I don't want to say avant-garde, but like avant-pop, strange, freaky production. This album clearly is a pop album. No question. Don't get, don't get that twisted. Yeah. But I find these pop songs addictive, not just in their melodies, in the production, in her vocal delivery. Just like Ariana Grande, I find her songwriting can oscillate between this swaggery, um, braggadocious uh, confidence into this vulnerable You're saying lyrically? and uh, insecure person. Yeah. And I find that so endearing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this album starts off with Next Level Charlie, which is a fucking amazing song. It's a great opener. I feel like I'm in like a racing game simulator or like DDR. I love the the repetition of just I that I go one. hard, I go fast, and I never look back. Spin, I was beating on the highway. It's just... Bah, 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 bah. It's but it so keep, fast. But she keeps repeating that, and it keeps kind of growing, and it's just like that. That's it. It's just like two minutes or something like that of just this vibe. And I've never been a huge fan of auto-tune, even in pop music, but she uses auto-tune in a way that I find really appealing. It I don't. makes you don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. I don't love her voice in general. Mm-hmm. And I definitely don't love that it's just so affected. Yeah. To me, it, f- it feels like Charlie XCX is an android robot in the year 2099 <laughs> who's coming to sing us these android love songs. Like Fair That enough. is why I okay. love this album so much. I This is a long album, and it, in yes, times it's way too, too long, long for me. But I love every song. I, wow. I basically love every I mean, song. Clearly, I, I think you the have only to. song I don't love is actually Blame It On Me with Lizzo, who, again, I said Lizzo yeah, put yeah, out yeah, a great yeah. album this year. But oh my God. Oh my God. Next Level Charlie to start off, gone. I need to highlight this song. Immaculate production. I the think th- this is a very good song. Are chunky and huge, and they have that plinky synth. Yes, it's an amazing duet with Christine and the Queens. This yeah. French pop artist feels very Tegan and Sarah to me. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, I just I think she's talking about sort of uh, anxiety and social anxiety, and oh god, I just it's so relatable, and it's such an anthem for all these fucking haters and like, yeah. oh my God, I love it so much. It's such a well-crafted song. Like every part, I think all the melodies are great and the production at the end, I absolutely I, I agree. want to highlight quickly this production at the end. That is my favorite part of the song. That stuttering out of control. It's, it's so robotic. Again, this is why I love this album so much. It really feels like the future to me. What's interesting is that, you know, like Skrillex has been doing this for a while. <laughs> it's different. I know what you mean. In there his, is, in there his, is some like dubstep. dubstepping, dubstepping, <laughs> dubstepping on your toes. That's a bad joke. <laughs> There is some dubstep flair in a lot of this production, this kind of apocalyptic production. It's very wonky and all over the place. Yes. But, you know, not to go song by song, but to go song by song quickly. Yeah, let's go song by song. Cross You Out. I fucking... It's so catchy. It's simple, but... When you're not around, when when you're you're not not around. around... 
when you're not around. When yeah, something as simple as that. When you're not around. Going back to that note. Oh my yeah. god! I just—it's a great song. Sky Ferreira is in there. She, I definitely prefer on this album the, and maybe it's just this and one other. The slow reverby kind of like like very heavy reverby snare '80s songs. Mm-hmm. I, like I don't want to know exactly. I don't know what it is about that. That's just the vibe I much prefer on this album. Well, that's interesting you said that because she does have a couple different vibes. There are sort of the more ballady songs like yeah. Thoughts. Driving around Hollywood, I could only think about you. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. I, I love that song. Uh, White Mercedes is one of my highlights of this. Oh, man. You disagree? Yeah. Holy shit. That's such a cheesy song oh, to me. Oh, I totally disagree. Sorry. Hate myself, I really love you. Hurting you feels like I'm hurting as well. All I know is I don't deserve you. All I know is I don't deserve you. All I know. that it, She's got this sort of like anime vibe in that song yeah, I, I absolutely that. love. Um, another ballad I love is Official. I remember our first date, No Chocolate, No, bu- no Bouquet. Love that swirling synth. There's something about the lyrics that, that I love. But but yes, for me, the best part of this album are actually the bangers. I think that 1999 is a fucking awesome song. Amazing production. I love the percussive sort of hollow synth sound. The nostalgia that feels fun and less cloying than other nostalgia songs. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the early 90s or the early 2000s, late 90s piano. Oh, that's in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Troy Sivan is a feature and he's good. Um, Click is fucking insane. Click is very cool. This is like so manic and crazy and get what I want like click. They want I don't pick, know like, why click, that's, that glass, like, part click, is so click, addictive click, to me. I love the synth behind it as well. I don't love the verses as much, all the different sort of rap I verses I love the part that's like, I'm so 2020 with my vision, 2020 with precision. Oh my God, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so crazy and manic and fast. The features are cool. And then this song goes into... The end of the world. That is what I call speaker breaking music. Yeah. I mean, that <laughs> shit is insane. I used it what? recently to test say. out a new car audio <laughs> system because I had to hear if it could handle the end of Click because Click is just fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. It is crazy. Um, just quickly, Silver Cross is another fucking banger that I absolutely love. Um, the last two songs are beautiful. February 2017, dude, dang. Dun, 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 dun. I feel like I'm trapped in like this anime or like a video game. And 2099 is such a cool closer. It's this awesome futuristic conclusion to the album that references both Next Level Charlie and 1999. Uh-huh. There's so much I love about this album. Every song feels different and unique. And the, like I said, best production of the year. Thank you, A.G. Cook and all the other producers who are on this. I find this album fascinating, futuristic, exciting, and so goddamn catchy. I love these songs. What's so interesting to me is, and this is what I was you know, sort of saying at the beginning when we were talking about um, the album as a whole, I agree that there are some songs that have that crazy production, like Click, like The End of Gone, and like a couple times here and there and other songs. 
But aside from those moments, I don't find it as a whole to, to be, well, it's not just not, not cohesive. I don't find that it's like that production on every single song. A lot of it sounds like, and I'm just not a big fan of this. I'm not trying to say this is bad overall, but it sounds like top 40 music that I'm that not into. That is crazy to me. Yeah. I don't hear that at all all i don't where where are you hearing what songs are you hearing oh man don't ask me to go specifics i'm sorry (laughs) shake it i mean shake it's nuts that's also a crazy posse cut no no that's not i mean i I don't think i'd be able to hear that i guess i I don't understand because the songs that are a little more basic in their production have the sort of 80s synth cheese that carly ray jepsen does there's there's very similar much much prefer the production on carly ray jepsen Mm. i mean i get i i when it comes to things like that click crazy apocalyptic whatever like yeah that that is unique and special and i've never heard that on anything but also to me at the core the songs aren't that special i'm gonna keep listening to the album yeah i mean i've listened to it probably like six times okay. which should be enough but like i'm down to listen to it with you more just <laughs> cool in the car in my car now banging. Yeah, exactly, yeah but exactly. anyway i mean it's awesome it's crazy i can't believe it's number two for you yeah i love it All right, next up, let's talk about my number two, could have been number one, but it's not, my number two, (laughs) Josh is shocked by that, my number two favorite album of 2019, Quiet Signs by Jessica Pratt. This is crazy to me. Wow. That this is so high for you. You liked it though, right? I do. I still like it. I really like it. That's so interesting but that it's so interesting to you. I, I don't know if you want me to start or you want to go ahead. Let me start. Yeah, go ahead. As I said before, with Joanna, with Johanna, Aeneas Mitchell, Joni Mitchell, there are witches in this world and Jessica Pratt is one of them. <laughs> this record is just a 60s dream world it is so hypnotic dreary also very delicate i just get lost in the sound and the songs on this album unbelievably short 28 minutes long under a half hour i and which i love and it's what's interesting is that aside from the opener and the second song which we'll call it all sort of the the same same song they're pretty much the same after that, I, lo- I love every song. I mean, I even like that opener, but there's, I don't know why. It's just like, I, I, I can't get enough of this album. I've listened to it so much, and yet I have no idea what the hell she's saying. I don't know. So that's <laughs> an ahead. interesting yeah, point. Talk to me. So, okay, I'll just start with a story, okay. which is that after a long day of moving apartments, actually, you were there mm-hmm. uh, with me. It was literally the hottest day of the year. Yeah. It was so intense. After and I also hadn't slept the night before. I think I got food poisoning that, that night. Yeah. That, that night I was up puking all night. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> but the reason I bring it up is because to try to calm my stomach oh, and my mind, yes. I listened to this album over and over and over and over all night. I loved it. It I'm was so, so, I'm so glad, perfect for for soothing me and calming me and totally. We talk about world building. Yes, that this is what she does so well. 
The reason I'm so surprised is because I have very little to say about this album or its wow. individual songs because to me it blends together so well. It does. But in a way that I could not tell you a single lyric or melody off the top of my head from this album because every oh, the me- song the is melody good. thing is interesting. It all blends together in this soothing, mystical, but- faraway, timeless sound. There are yes. no bad songs on here. They're yes. all good, but also absolutely no highlights. To me, this is a beautiful, <sighs> woozy half-hour escape. It's just, it's just so... I'm very glad. I'm actually glad you're saying because I agree. It all feels like one long piece. Which, I don't know why I'm surprised. That's sort of what our album list is for. It's not necessarily for individual tracks. And yet... I don't know if I could call it my favorite album because I don't even know the songs. Like it's just I know that as this half hour beautiful that's bliss fair. that I experienced. That's fair. What's so I listened to this album by the way so much. That's good. Like over twenty yeah. times in the last. I I, I love it. What's interesting but, about what you just said and what I agreed with is that this and my number one album, Bonnie Vare, couldn't be more different in that. And we'll talk about it when we get to the Bonnie Vare album. But that one, each song, even though it like is has a similar just crazy experimental Bonnie Vare sound. Each one sounds completely different from the next. And this, to me, feels like it's all just blends together, but in something that I love. I was saying, I can't tell what the hell she's saying. I kind of like that. I kind of like that it it Her makes voice it, is an instrument. It feels, yes. And it feels foreign and like witchcraft. I'm serious. It yeah. feels like, I don't know what well, she's saying. Well, the production saying, but, itself makes this, like yes. you said earlier, this sounds like it was recorded in the 60s. Yes, like, so much tape hiss, so much yeah. room, so much like reverb, that sound. And this this album is just acoustic guitar, Jessica's voice, piano, very subtle organ and synth and flute. That's it. That's all you get, and that's all you need. Oh, man. Um, I'm just going to start with the main song I want to highlight. The first song I ever heard off this album uh, that was sent to me by my friend Julian, the song This Time Around. This time around, as you come so What an amazing winding melody. This time around has it gone so great that my faith can't hold out. It's like very all pretty. over the place. And I love that there's this very subtle string synth, a beautiful B section, and then that very bare, it makes me want to cry. I don't know. I don't the way know her why. Voice I love falls. that. Yes. Yeah. And what's interesting for probably like one of my favorite songs on this album, there's this note that she sings in the I don't know what you would call it, the third section. Well, I won't tell the halfway blues hang on. Something with how the music is underneath it, it sounds wrong, and it always pissed me off. <laughs> and yet. I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm sure it's purposeful, but she says blues. She says the halfway blues hang on as soon as she gets there. And it's like a blues note is usually like a flatter note. So I guess I appreciate it more after I know that. Um, Yeah. Again, I mean, I agree with what you were saying before. There isn't like a ton to say about each song, but yeah. Well, I was just about to say this actually leads into, 
I said I didn't have any highlights. I love Crossing because oh, I can immediately hear the different. It's different than the rest of the album. It's yes. a different guitar. Crossing the way, could the way, be. Yeah. Speaking of, could be Joanna Newsom to yeah. me. The way it's all picked and just that it feels very like minstrel olden times. The rhythm of the guitar is hypnotic, yes. and the way she it's, sings it's over a, it's it. It's a spell. It's and I like actually, you said I actually love the opening night and as the world turns yeah it's it's very it's just like a gypsy in that song but yeah in crossing i'm glad that you went to crossing that i've been singing along to try to sing along i sing it all the day and the Oh, did Izzy sing along and all the way the eternal dun, 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 through you dun, dun, saunter dun, dun, on? Dun, dun, yes, it's yeah. I don't I don't I can't get enough of that song. It's yeah. all this intertwining piano and guitar picking. That's the one I could pick. It's out. gorgeous. I'm no, glad. Yeah. I'm glad. But yeah, the first song. It's just this. It sets the table. This piano melody, kind of slow plunking piano ditty, with Jessica kind of vocalizing in a very ethereal way. It lulls you into this dream, and this album is a dream. The next song, "As the World Turns," pretty much the same as opening night. The guitar, well, the guitar, chords. the guitar mimics yeah. the exact same thing that the piano was doing, and it never stops. And I said before, she sounds like this gypsy. She mimics the piano of the song before, and I love it. Sounds very, I don't know, there's something very Eastern about that yeah. song. Fare Thee Well is another song that I have to highlight from this. Just like this time around, this song melodically goes all over the place, and I can't get enough of it. I guess it's it. no different than the rest of the album, but this song especially feels like it was written 50 years ago. Yeah. This one specifically yeah. out of all of I them. I agree. I don't know why. I don't I think know it, At why least either. it was the first on the record that I heard that I'm like, where am I? Yeah. I've been years on the wrong side and I, I used to see the harmony there is so good. Now I know. It's like, I, I, I yeah. <laughs> very melodic, especially very. for, you know, you. I see this album as sort of a sleepy somber, but it actually is pretty hooky. Every song yes. does have a hook. I just it all blends because of the production. I feel that. I feel, like. I feel that. And there's a jazz flute solo at yeah. the end. Like what? It's so cool. Which is very similar to the song "Polly Blue," which is in a couple songs later. Very loungy, jazzy. There's more flute. It's very light for the record. An enchanting chorus. Before that is "Hear My Love," which I need to cover this song. <laughs> there's something about. Why it feels very you? I don't know. I love. Try to keep my worries safe from where they do you harm. I can't be sure endeavors I'm depending on with the harmony on top of that. I feel like I could make, I could, any band should cover this song. It doesn't have to be me. It's probably not going to happen. But there's something where I could just feel this with like a beat. He sincerely won this weary heart. Hear my love. It's like an R&B song. Hear my love. Trying to keep my worries. Yeah, I don't know why I love it so much. She um, clearly has a knack for melody, but she, yes. not in a bad way, buries them in this production and sound, 
where it becomes more about the space that these melodies live in yes. as opposed to the melodies as hooks themselves. Yeah, I don't know. It's like yeah. it, this album itself is so you a keep drug. saying en- enchanting, it enchanting, is. enchantress. Silent Song is beautiful. And the last song, I Aeroplane, like Aeroplane yeah. oh, I don't know what it is. It's something about that guitar. It's so dreary. And that tambourine, even something as small as that, just like echoing throughout the entire song. Did you know her last record, by no, the way? No, I don't know any of Because I actually knew her last album, which was good. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, no, my history with Jessica Pratt is very very limited i didn't even know she was a person <laughs> until i think this year yeah. when my friend julian introduced me to this time you know, around i missed like a show of her playing in an old church or something i which do would have been and i amazing. can't believe it because i've seen every one of my artists on my top oh, five yeah, except yeah, yeah. jessica pratt i'm so pissed about it but an aeroplane going back to her little gypsy melodies Oh yes, and I don't want to touch down Treasures luminous and divine And the outro of this song Yeah, Josh already said it She has such a knack for writing melodies I I, I don't know what gift (laughs) she was given But she has given us the gift (laughs) Of Quiet Signs I fucking love this album Next, we're going to talk about my number one favorite album of the year, Scholars, by the experimental Brooklyn duo, Buke and Gase. Gase, we mentioned it before the last episode we spoke about Adam's number one song of the year yeah. was No Land from this same album. Buchan Gase's music has always felt like I'm trapped inside of some mechanical gear world. That's a good way and of putting it. they have such a wholly unique and inimitable sound and songwriting style there's no way this could this wasn't on my number was my number one album. That's I just cr- I just that is it is crazy to me. I mean I remember the why. Uh, I definitely don't feel similarly. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um I remember when we first listened to it at our respective wherever we were listening for the first time, after a couple listens, we texted each other and we we're like Yeah, not what I was hoping for in a Buchan Gase album. And then months later you were just like, you should re-listen to the Beacon Gaze album. <laughs> and even at that point, I, th- I thought you were still just like, oh, this is much better than we thought. I did not know that it was oh, like yeah. creeping up that high to the yeah. highest point on your list. It's crazy. I mean, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that Buchan Gaze in general is on your number one. Yeah. I love Buchan Gaze. They are, Buchan Gaze, so special. Have put out two of the other best albums oh of the decade, God, Repost yeah. and General Dome, 2010 and 2013 are some of my favorite albums of the decade. Agreed. Yeah, we alluded to it in the last episode when we were talking about No Land, but this was a serious shift of I mean a serious shift of sound for them in some ways. The biggest yeah. way is that they were more of a rock band before. Like their songs twisted right. and evolved in a rock way where for you them, have these yes. distorted guitars and climaxes and per- and organic sounding percussive and right. drum elements. For the most part it would be Arone on her her own workshopped uh, baritone ukulele, Aaron on his guitar-bass hybrid thing, a gase, Buchan gase, and then one would have this toberine, which is like a tambourine <laughs> contraption on, on the foot, <clears throat> and there would be this like bass drum with kind of also little tambourine things on it. Anyway, 
It used to be just basically those four elements. And through that, they still created all of these different crazy through composed songs. But yeah, they, they all had an edge to them, which I loved. They were like a rock band. But what's always so interesting is, I say always so interesting. I remember there's an, an interview online from I don't know how many years ago where both Aron and Aaron are talking about their influences just as separate music listeners. And they just, they're like, yeah, we as a band are like in this kind of indie scene, but that's not at all what we listen to. Uh-huh. Some of them are like, yeah, we just listen to like hip hop. Some of it is just like classical music. It's just, it's so interesting. So I guess it's not surprising to me that they didn't feel the need to stick with the more rock Which I have sound. so much respect for. It's always tricky when you fall in love with a band's unique sound. Part of what makes it so special is that it is unique and you don't want them to change it, right? General Dome was such an amazing album that we waited six years. We were very excited to hear another Buke and Gase album and we yes. got one, but it's so different than what we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And yeah, you said it before. I was so disappointed when I first heard this album. There was yeah. like nothing that stood out to me. Nothing really rocked. Except Everything kind of no sounded land. the same except yeah. for No Land. But these songs have gotten stuck in my head more than any other album this year. That's crazy. I think their knack for melody, we mentioned it at, uh, during No Land, they have some of the best and stickiest melodies and grooves of the entire year. Definitely. So There's a bunch of songs on here that are just so swaggery, sinister. Just sinister like, is a good yeah. word. But what's so interesting about what you said... I find like half of these songs do not have great melodies. I, I, I do not agree in the slightest. <laughs> it's like I picked out melodies in every okay. song. There's no, some that's good. Prove me wrong. But again, the biggest thesis is that no one sounds like this. Yes. All of the other artists that we've talked about, we've compared to someone else, <laughs> whether we wanted to or did it. Uh, it's true. You know, and for wor- better or for worse, I have nothing to compare this album to. No. And I think you can say nothing that about this all of their albums. There is nothing yeah. that sounds like this. No one sounds like this. And that makes it, for me, the album of the year. That's fair. Um, I alluded to it before, but the grooves on this album are everything to me. Um, it actually starts a little different than the rest of the album. It's kind of Stumblers, the opener, is yeah. this like huge, doomy, opening, ominous song with its back and forth chords and the vocal processing. You couldn't find a better friend than me. Oh, I love that melody. And they keep changing the the chords toward as the song goes further and further. Right. They, they use that same melody over these Wurlitzer chords, which yeah. are beautiful. And this is kind of a through composed song, which yes. they always do. Yeah. Especially these first two songs. Yeah. It, in fact, as the album goes, it becomes a, a little, little more standard. Like, yes, it'll verse, repeat, chorus, yes, verse, chorus. Agreed. But these first two that. songs, which are, I think is something that I'm also a little frustrated by, even though I say that and yet, those are probably I, but songs I absolutely that stuck out know what you mean. Me. I'm I'm missing where I was originally missing the rock, and I was missing not knowing where the song was going. Yeah, these two first two songs are the Buchan Gaze I know yeah. and love in that regard. Stumblers is you such a scholars? great opener, and Scholars, oh, sorry, thank you, sorry. starts with this sort of falsetto and guitar riff. And then yes. this process beat comes in. Like, yeah, it's just like this chunky. And it just sort of evolves as the song goes into a completely different melody that doesn't really fit. Yeah, it's so good. Maybe you want. I love that. Maybe you 
and that that does still go with the classic Buchan Gaze, yes. like a Roan can be super pretty and musical, and then she'll just hit that note that's like because my favorite. So, so talking about that note, the end of Scholars, and I am not so kind. I love that. Yeah. Na, 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 na. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, Scott. I can't even sing it. It's hard to sing because the best part of it is what yes. the guitars and basses are Defi- doing. Definitely while on, she's on singing. further listens after the first couple, I was able to pick out more of the melodies that I liked. Still yeah. just not as many as I That's I would fair. Hope for. But I do want to highlight one of the more jammy, groovy songs. Let's talk about Flock. So Flock immediately starts with this weird, it sounds almost like a, a digital flute sample. Like, Thank you. It's like a whistling. And then you get this chunky, buking-gay, stuttering guitars, their odd drumbeat yes. that they're so good at. The dun, lyrics dun, I love dun, dun. and the melody. Seems like you've got him bored of the nest. You've been fighting like a fan. Yeah. So good. It seems like you've gotten bored of the nest. You've been fighting like a finch. Since you've been back. I just think it's a great opening line. And this song just continues to deliver. You always talk about songs that you feel like keep going and keep delivering. I feel like even with the songs that are more verse, chorus, verse, chorus, they do, they keep changing little things about each verse, each chorus. Yeah. That makes it so addictive. Exactly. And that's a great chorus. I love that. Find myself dirty again. Obviously, we're doing the sort of the different one. But yeah, Flock is such a great song. I love, there are a a handful of songs like that, like Derby, which I also love. What a groovy, catchy, hypnotic song. Oh, my God. Um, Pink Boots is dark and menacing and dissonant. Listen to these lyrics. Pink boots and a bitch strap. Snitch trap, one hand clap. Two-headed serpent so freak and so feminine. Damn. Wow, what a great opening line. That's awesome. Knee-high kitchen utensils used to servicing. Purposeless of late, they're better at the table. Cool. What? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, a lot of this is kind of enigmatic and vague and interesting. I like it in that way. It's hard for me to necessarily, unlike No Land, which is a very clear purpose, some of these are are way more like puzzles, but I like sort of the puzzle of trying to figure out, number one, what she's saying, what she's trying to talk about. Um, Yeah, what what else do I say? I just, uh, I love these songs. Wrong side, wrong side of me, right Grips is such a cool melody. You keep a hold. You keep a holding on. Hope for my hand. And you're a puppet on an empty stage. So many melodies. I already said Derby. Oh. Will you come back another way? Will you come back another way? Yes, yeah, there's just so much. On every album that they have, they have all these these like two or three 
very short, just like random musical snippets or whatever. They keep that going on this album. What's so frustrating to me is that key ball, chee ball, however you pronounce it, <laughs> it ends so beautifully and yeah. then it just goes away. And I'm like, I know can you, you finish that? Same thing with almost Ranger. Also, I'm like, I thought no Ranger land should have been the absolute. Yes, Ranger is question. nothing. I'm like, were you gonna go somewhere with that? Yeah. Temporary. She's got this weird vocal effect on her. I like temporary. Temporary is my favorite of the instrumental tracks. Yeah, no land easily should have been the closer because we already highlighted it. But what an amazing uh, song for them. Yeah, to be honest, this is an album that is I find harder to talk about and harder to prove. Yeah, that's why fair. No, I, I get love it. it. I get it. It's so it's, odd and unique. It's so that weird. It's just like you it's just so weird. Have and to... I'm so impressed that these songs get stuck in my head. Every one of them. Yeah. That I I just have to give them props. It's like the the weirdest, twistiest. I said trapped inside a mechanical gear world i keep hearing sound effects in each ear like it's industrial yeah it's exactly it's industrial but it's so catchy i find these songs catchier than the pop of charlie xcx and every one of those songs was like a pop like a, a crips pop song <laughs> yeah yeah so i just i just need to tip my cap to buking gaze i think they put out my favorite album of the year regardless of what you think about their earlier albums and it's hard to compare i would definitely you know perhaps favor those yeah but i'm so proud that they were able to shift their sound again they probably were either sick of or wanting to shift and they did it in such a great way that made one of the most unique album listening experiences and one of the catchiest for me all right and finally we're going to talk about my number one album of 2019 josh's number three album of 2019 i i by bonnie ver I stood a little while with him. Man, you have to know, know the way it This album is an incredible box of chocolates. <laughs> you never when, know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> when we discussed. I think it was Ratitude by Weezer. <laughs> wow. I called it a disgusting box of chocolates because <laughs> you didn't know what you were going to get and it was and it was pretty disgusting. <laughs> this is the absolute opposite. Every song, to me, you can disagree with me, but I feel like every single song stands on its own. It's its own unique composition and I'm excited to hear every... Uh, there's like 12 songs, basically. There's one like 30-second opener, but... At the very least, even if you don't love every song, there is so much to love within every song yes. that it makes the album listening experience so exciting yes. because you're always anticipating the next song Absolutely. before and, the first one's and even I'll over. And I'll admit, I'll admit, there's one, maybe two, but definitely one song that I don't love. Yeah. Um, but absolutely different flashes of color from song to song. I think even when we were talking about Coldplay all those years ago, and we were talking about Viva La Vida, it seemed like it was just a, a every song had its own like shade, mm. its own color. I feel very similarly about this, this album and, and each song. It's so textured. I know a lot of people, it's interesting, you were saying about Buchan Gase. You were talking about how when we first listened to Scholars, we really obviously wanted, you know, what came prior. We wanted some uh, ripost, ripost, however you pronounce it, or General Dome, and bands evolve and whatnot. Bonnie Vare, a lot of my friends have uh, been upset that 
they, to them, this album didn't change sound at all. From 22 a million? From 22 a million. It's just like... Disagree. For, for, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. Even though... Well, I disagree and I agree. <laughs> because the thing is that I don't mind it. I don't mind if a band settles on a sound. Or like Bonnie Bear, their sound is so but experimental find- and whatnot. I find this album different than 22 a million because it, it, it's absolutely different, but because it's, more, it's, it's, it's more cohesive in how it mixes the organic and electronic elements. Yes, definitely. Because 22 a million is primarily electronic with sometimes acoustic yes, coming through and for like sure. The electronic experimentation and, is much more sparing. Yeah. On this, on but this also album. there, yeah, there are way more organic elements that run through these songs. Well, the thing is that to me, it's actually an amalgamation of the last three albums. Mm-hmm. I really think. I mean, maybe there are moments where it feels like its own fresh thing, and that's fine. But the thing is that Bonnie Vare is literally one of my top three favorite bands. Don't know where on that list it is. They are. He is. <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, but if I I love their first three albums, like fine. Give, if you give me a little more of that, I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people want every single thing to be different, and I, I understand that point of view. That, that's but, so interesting, because I feel like some people are upset because he's gone too far into the electronics or something. Well, maybe it's not sin- that people well, are thinking they, that the last two albums are too similar. people started with Forema, maybe they're right. just like, where the hell is that? Yeah, yeah, Even yeah. though you get a little bit of that on this album. Crazy progression of this band from album to album. Lots of collaborations on this album as well. James Blake, Aaron Dessner from The National, Moses Sumney, Bruce Hornsby makes an appearance. It's crazy. Again, we've talked about, doesn't really matter what the Grammys say. But this album was, and I'm so happy for them, nominated for Album of the Year and Best Alternative Album. Yeah. That makes me very excited. Um, I don't know the lyrics on other albums necessarily of Bon Iver's well enough to know if they, those are political, but this one definitely has a political bent political to it. Political and sociopolitical, for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, but just getting right into it... Uh, a number of songs we should talk about, but why don't we start off with the song that's actually nominated for Record of the Year, Hey Ma. so glad you highlighted this song because this still might be my favorite song on the album i feel like it was an immediate highlight when i first actually it was the first song i heard it was the single before the album was even released oh man there's just so much the radar blip synth that starts it off i love the right it's like that's the backbeat of the song it's just this sonar there's this soft saxophone and synth pad bass underneath that is so nice again a lot of these songs to me call back to other songs of theirs i love that warm synth and the woodwinds sounds like calgary to me oh yeah that like very nice bass for him to sing over uh I know that you love those. Yes, there, which there I should agree. be more of them. Yes, That's I know. my favorite part and that, of this song. And that goes right back to 22 million. Yes, so this is why like, sure. I understand why people are saying this is kind of like a bunch of uh, the other albums. I uh, honestly, on first listen, Hey Ma was like, oh, okay, this is good. This is catchy. It's kind of run of the mill. Uh, run of the mill. Bonnie Vare. But I I cannot get enough of this song. I cannot get enough Chorus. of this chorus oh my god it's so like the song itself is simple but so 
effective. I I, I don't. When the harmonies come on in the later choruses, it's everything. We were just in the car listening to it, and we were both like. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> excitedly doing the harmonies before they even were supposed to each happen. Each chorus, it changes a little yeah. bit more and more get added. Just that, hey, ma, hey, ma. So addictive. I mean, and it's so like, time you oh, took God. Your money up. that rain shift, the going from his falsetto to the, well, it's living in a coma. I'm glad you brought that up because all over this album, he is doing his very bony Vare falsetto. Yes. Then he's very hushed and low. Yeah. <laughs> like an IMI. Yes. And, uh, and then he's doing a cry. I'm in the wrong song. No, he but does all of his... All over the place. His uh, inflections and tinges and everything that he can do. Um, but to me, still, the best part of this chorus is... The bass at the end? You're back and forth with line. With that... There it is. Yeah. I love the bass there and so the, much. And the warm pad that goes there, too. Uh, again, it's it's interesting. The song doesn't go anywhere else, basically, aside from verses and choruses, and they sort of change up a little bit. It ends so abruptly. Yeah, I know what you mean. It could and, have gone and it's longer. like a fart. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like I kind of wish it just kind of simmered out, but it goes, <laughs> and it's like, okay, that's strange. I also just love the way he says, "Tell the story or he goes." Tell the story or he goes, but it just I don't know. He he in general, there are other songs on this album. I'm probably gonna pick out where. I know that, you know, he's very, he's such, uh, he being Justin, and in general, I should probably say this now, oftentimes with Bonnie Vare, I always say, he, 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 not, not, I'm not laughing, <laughs> laughing? but I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, it's all Justin. It's not all Justin. And I don't want to just, uh, but he, he is the primary songwriter and lyricist and vocalist, but he definitely has a team, his music, his, uh, his band and whatnot that works with yeah, him. Musical collaborators for sure. But yeah, Justin should be singled out at least because he as a collaborator on other people's music and whatnot is just, he's all over the place. He's so versatile. So he's been on like, so he's like part in, I know Kanye, a lot of Kanye stuff. Yes. I don't know if there's other hip hop albums and whatnot, but I'm saying that because something like Story Ori Goes, and there's other lyrics I'll touch on later, which feel like almost raps. He's very good sometimes at like getting stringing more words rhythmic. together. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. sure it's not just on this album. I'm sure it's on other albums as well, but it's just something interesting about the way he I sings. I can see it being a hip hop head. That, that tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the second song that we should probably highlight from this record is Naeem. I can hear crying. I can hear, I can hear. I can hear, I can hear crying. I can hear crying. I can hear, I can hear. I can hear, I can hear crying. All around me, I can't hear it. Naeem is another piano-led song, the previous one being uh, Man Like You. Yeah. But this is so much more. I think yes. this song builds like no other oh on the album. God. It, it, it feels like the same two chords over and over. You know what I mean? No, because I love <laughs> because I love all the chords. <laughs> but the... Like rhythmically, yes. yes it's, it's like it, that keeps happening. But there's something... Yeah, there's something about the chord cycle that they go through in the verses that I don't... I, it just... It gets me. And I also love that on this song... I mean, it's interesting because I never really knew skinny love that well and i'm sure that was the song that like it's the broke. biggest hit yeah, yeah yeah 
And the chorus of that is very Justin Yappy kind of. Ma, told ma, you ma. to be patient. Oh, yeah, and yeah, I yeah. told you to be kind. But what I love about <laughs> this <laughs> song. <laughs> thank you. What I love about this song is that he is so, this is not at all low baritone <laughs> or his classic falsetto. It's him just kind of like cracking. Like he's just yelping everything. I'm having a bad, bad yes. show, but the baby is still to come. <laughs> I love that shit. Um, like, first of all, can I just say lyric wise, I mean, this has always been Bonnie Vare's thing. What the fuck is he saying? <laughs> all along, am I can hear me. I go for the cast. I fall off a bass boat and the concrete's very slow. All along the sidelines bigger. I'm over the dash. I'm having a bad, bad toke. But the berries still to come. All along them, I can hear ya. What? I don't know. We need a lyrical interpreter oh, who's man. better at lyrics than we are. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's just us. Um, I also love that on this song, in the verses, there is this straight beat with the piano and Justin's vocals being a little more swung and hip and hip hoppy. All along we can hear it's like I love that pairing. This chorus. So spiritual. Like I don't know how Kanye hasn't used this on a song yet. They may have had a falling out. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's probably a good point actually. <laughs> um yeah, in general, this album has a lot of gospely tinges yeah, to I it. Yeah, I just mentioned Man mean? Like You. It yes, feels which like is a soulful all, yes. gospel song. And in general, I mean, a lot of the times when Full he... Well, faith, there's literally... Yes. He's, he, and uh, Rabbi, Rabbi, yeah. is all about the... the he's juxtaposing religion and... Uh, God, I don't know, taking advantage of people yes. uh, money-wise. Right. Rob. Yeah, Rabbi. Rabbi, yeah. right? Prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T and P-R-O-F-I-T. But anyway, the chorus of Naeem, I love that everything just drops. And it's something that I feel like on first listen, I was like, oh, this is kind of... Cheesy. Yeah, but Derby. I love it. I'm all about it. But again, just like, hey, ma. Yeah, when there's that... that oh, yeah. God. So good. And yeah, again, you said it as soon as we started talking about this. Builds unbelievably. Second verse, the beat comes in. I love that the that like guitar strums are very high up in the mix, and all these little production elements. I love it. And then I love the shuffle of the drums. Well, the best, yeah, <laughs> the best part comes from the third verse, which doesn't even feel like a verse to me because it's so climactic. I think on every single album, well, I say every single album, not the first album, but on self-titled, 22 a million, there are all these songs that have these crazy Tom moments. Just the drum Tom. What I will say is I kind of wish the beat behind it was a little less like crackly. You want it to be more low end and more. Well, it's just like live seeing this song is amazing. Oh my God. was It was orgasmic. Um, yeah, and all of his vocal changes and whatnot, and it just sort of simmers down at the end for like a while. I don't know. This just listen to this song. It's it's Bonnie Vare gold for sure. Yeah, and just quickly going right back to the top, I think I am I is like an amazing opener. What the fuck is it's that a song? Perfect introduction. Yes, because it brings you right into this world. This mix of his digitized, processed vocals and his rich 
bass or baritone, whatever his yes, vocal range is. Everything. And you get his signature falsetto. I was mentioning it earlier. Yeah, you get all of his ranges. James Blake plays keyboard in that intro. Did you know that? I did. It's like know that. all these samples. Wheezy does the production on this song as well as another song. You get the Bonnie Vare woodwinds throughout all of his harmonies. And there's like, you can already hear the collaboration. And again, well, I said already, that this album is a lot more collaborators on it, but I. I actually love it. I love this song. This already opens more organic than 22 a million did. And not to go right to the end. Can I just say though, I'm sorry, keep that in mind. Can you think about the openers of every single Bonnie Bear album? You get Flume, beautiful song, but very, I mean, there are actually some moments in that song that are kind of spacey, like floaty and uh-huh. spacey, which is interesting. And then you have Perth, Perth and then you have uh, Soon. 22 million. Yeah. Over, over soon. Yes. Over soon. And then you have this. Like, what is this yeah. band? Yeah, I, I don't know, crazy. but I'm obsessed. The outro with that banjo and that skittering oh, yeah. beat is <laughs> the distant warbly synth. Oh my God. It's so love good. It. We is probably my least favorite on yeah, the album. But I love the sort of tribal feel it starts this is off also with wheezy by the way did okay. the, did the uh, i think the beat I, of the song. I, all i hear is weezer and little wayne i don't know who weezy, <laughs> weezer is. And it's weezy um the horn climax the end of we i think is amazing though i want a bag yeah it's awesome i want a bag it just feels like such a random song like unfinished i don't know i mean it's fine I, 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 it's grown on me yeah it's grown on me too um then you get holy fields which holy shit <laughs> can i just say <laughs> these soundscapes I said this in other uh, albums we talked about today. So unique in world building. Yes. This song in particular. Supposedly, this was, I read a quote, the whole song is an improvised moment with barely any editing. What? How is that possible? I think this may have been the song that they did on Song Exploder. And I, I never, if you I never listen, listened. I can't believe you didn't. I know, it's I didn't. pretty amazing to hear them talk about it. Yes. Um, but you were talking about all of his different sort of voices and whatnot that he can do. He goes through four different registers on this song. From his lowest, because the verses have these octaves, and then the chorus, he's in his falsetto, and then in that like bridge outro part, he hits the same exact note, just like super, super high. So it's crazy Stay that he shows... Well, no, in the, that thing, it's like he literally hits four octaves of the same exact <laughs> note. It's so crazy. The song is so experimental. And yeah, I lo- oh, the outro of this song is so good that I think we should play it for you. You better let the pass away. You said that Steve Madamba said yes. this was like his favorite Bonnie Bon Iver moment, moment of all time. I, I know it. what he means. I get it. Gorgeous coda. So gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. And also, I guess this song is about uh, climate change and whatnot. The dawn is rising. The land ain't rising. I love that. Yeah. Flash hope past the throw. Just like, give me a blanket. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me curl up. Uh, you, in parentheses, man like. Man like you. Right, man like you. Um, very unlike Bonnie Vare, but it makes sense because supposedly Bruce Hornsby just came into the studio, created this this uh, p- the piano part that you hear it's is cool. Bruce Hornsby. My least favorite song on the album is "Man Like You." Wow, yeah. really? I don't like him only in his falsetto. And the whole song is like this. You sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Man like you. 
I actually <laughs> that's my least favorite song on the album, and I think that's why. I, that's my least favorite mode of Justin Vernon is that is the 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 falsetto that sounds like a trumpet. Yes, it's very <laughs> head voice. Yeah, I know what the. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I like it when it's built in with these other songs where he goes through all the vocal registers. Yeah, I just I just like actually uh, Bruce's like voicings on piano. No, it's, it's and pretty. Also, for anyone listening to the song, pay attention one time through to the bass. The bass actually on that is awesome because it's the only thing sort of really carrying like what the chords are, and there's no drums. So there's something about in general, Bonnie Vare like bass might be underrated. Like there are some amazing bass moments on every album. Uh, yeah, so I, I personally like that song. Gelmore is actually a big highlight for yeah, me. And I it know. was yes. at the beginning. I'll, I'll tell my little story about this album later. But immediate highlight. This is a very 22 a million type song. Yeah. Um, strange glitched out guitar or synth. I don't know what it's, it's playing. It's something yeah, yeah, about yeah. that broken that, falling it's synth. It's broken. And it's slightly, yeah, it feels like off time or like the notes don't catch up to, the, yeah, to so themselves. Like, and I love so much that you can hear the sound of the saxophone keys yes, being hit. Yes. It makes it so warm and you can hear the breath going oh, through the instrument. It is such oh, God, a it's beautiful like, uh, song. What is it, 45 yes, yes, on, 22 on 22 million? million. God. The it's, use of woodwinds and Bonnie Vare is, oh my God. So it's so special, and I don't know if it's unique to them, but it would not be the same without it. Yeah, Faith is this really warm and beautiful song. I love the shuffling guitar, and halfway through the most bony ver melody of all time. Time and again, yeah. <laughs> content to the phrase of the dawn we made. It's like so <laughs> very triumphant. It's so bony ver, and I love it for that. It's, yeah. it's great. Marion, you already mentioned in the concerts oh, episode Marian. we did, and this is the one came that alive to me... at concert. It's but. Even on record, it's so beautiful. The acoustic guitar playing that he does here is... Yes. Oh, it's gorgeous. And supposedly this is something that Justin had just been like fiddling around with for years. Just like he had this and didn't know what to do with it. This to me is straight off of Forever Forever Ago. It sounds kind of like Wolves. The someday in my pain. Oh, okay. Especially when it's like just just acoustic. Except he doesn't Some, have his harmonies or he his does double have track. His, yes, he does. Well, he doesn't have double track no, vocals, yeah, but yeah, he yeah. has his That's harmonies what I mean. come in. the double track, yeah. Fair enough. And Salem, god damn, I love this song too. Yeah, this, this incredible beat. Oh my god, this the is beat so is my favorite. Dancey. Yeah. For Bonnie Vare, it feels like it's kind of unique for well, this It's a mix sound. of electronic and organic percussion, or at least it sounds that way, at least to start off. It starts off with that the sparse uh, slight synth and just yeah. Justin's falsetto. All these like interesting percussion elements or like percussion synthy. I love it. Tragedy. I love what is the body? I love the bass that comes in there. That, this chorus soars. You don't even know My favorite vocal delivery of this entire album is reciprocity. <laughs> Which is so interesting. I said it sounded goofy. Were, well, you but, were also saying before that you don't like his kind of what I call trumpet. Uh, yeah, whatever. it's better here. I don't because know. Because I like the. He's just got it's such an interesting way of saying things yeah. sometimes. It's great. It ends abruptly, which the is song so itself, weird. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't love that. Shadaya comes next. More which, saxophone. Yes, please. Oh my, my god. My friend, please. before I even listened to this album, my friend Mikey texted me. He's like, Shadaya is sonic ecstasy. Mm. And I think that's the perfect description. It's just layers and layers of electronic pads and woodwinds. And I and he's purely, the, the end of it is my falsetto. favorite. The end of it is my favorite oh, part. Really? It's I just love the, the instrumental. How how bling? I don't know. Just all these little things. Did you know what this stands for? 
Shadaya? No. Shittiest day in American history. <laughs> oh my god. That's what that is. They have very they have a lot of fun with their song titles, yes, clearly. Definitely. Which leads us to the closer, uh Rabbi, Rabbi. Gorgeous, sunny closer. Yes, I think it's very. sunny just because maybe it's because of the lyric. No, so, no, no, no. It's not just that though. It's like it's there are the, the guitar sounds, tones. There's also like sounds of waves, waves. which yeah, kind of sounds yeah, beachy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like tropical percussions in there. Sunlight feels good now, don't it? Oh man, it's beautiful. I it's, love it. It's so shimmery. My favorite. And I think it's a great closer. Like it literally could not be anything but the closer. It sounds like a closer. I agree, and I think my favorite thing about this song is that. There's, I've said drone bass on multiple podcasts where the bass for the most part, like the root of the chord that you're hearing is the same throughout. And that's literally what's happening here. The bass is just boom, beep, boom, beep, until the second, well, it's all fine and we're all fine anyway, where it changes the chords and it's such a like, oh, it finally opened up. I love it. And this is one of the songs where I wanted to say... But now it comes to mind, we are terrified, so we run and hide for a verified little piece. Verified little piece yes, is actually a like, good lyric yeah. about like Instagram know, or exactly. something. Exactly. People yeah. searching for public relevancy in yes. the digital age. And not a Panama, more like Anadon. Yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know. All about it. Anyway, we just kind of glossed over the song. Maybe at some point, if, if Bonivere releases uh, a fifth album, which we can cover God more damn, I depth. hope so. But. Yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. This I, is I my, cannot believe yeah. there was a time I didn't love this album. Yes, because my sort of story. Well, I'll just quickly say we we mentioned it briefly again when we spoke about our Red Rocks road trip in our our best Red of twenty road trip. best of twenty nineteen concerts episode about going to see Bon Iver at Red Rocks. Um, I wanted to listen to I I every day on the road trip until we hit the concert. And the first time I heard the album, I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, what, what is this? I, I didn't even get it. It's like, it felt so random to me. It, it felt like none of the songs were composed well. There was nothing catchy about it. I felt like, yeah, the production was cool, but it was sort of a sm- all over the place. Second listen, same thing. I was like, I don't get, oh, you know what? I like, hey, Ma's good. Yeah. Actually, I really like Gelmore. It's really pretty. <laughs> Third listen, I'm like, okay, all these songs are really good. Fourth listen, I'm like in love. Like every song starts to hit me at all at the same. It's crazy. That's the thing. It, I literally needed five listens. I'm glad to you're saying. I'm album. glad you're saying that because every album is different, and I do think that there are some albums that are better appreciated with multiple listens. If someone listens once or twice to this album and they're just like, I don't get, I can't, ca- I can't latch yeah, on to anything. You, give it more time because this is the type of album. Maybe a lot of Bonnie Bear albums or a lot of Bonnie Bear songs. This is the type of album where you need to know the music. Well, that's to what we, really we were discussing like in the car after this happens. Like, why is why does this happen? Yeah. It's not just me, but I I've told you before. I often need like three or four yes. listens to enjoy anything. But this album, especially, it's like my brain needed to be primed. Well, because they're to, all to experience, these like yeah, art pieces, and a lot of them. I, I'm not but saying I find them so composed. catchy. What's crazy is that I didn't because find them you catchy know them. before. But now that's I the do. Thing, yeah, you know them. It's probably the same with Buke and Gase. These are you yes. know, our collective number yes. one albums. Absolutely, and both of them I hated at first, and I needed a lot of time with it in order for the melodies to get stuck in my brain and for me to appreciate the uniqueness of both of those records and and the performances yeah this album is amazing did did you say i you said maybe we'll talk about it um when we do and if we do a bony Vare series right how does this compare to 22 a million for you and and self-titled like that you've considered one of your best albums of the decade well self-titled self-titled is untouchable is for now it hasn't been touched yet um 
That's a good question. I, I do think, ooh, hmm, good question. It's something about there are more songs on this album. I think 22 uh, Million was 10 songs. This is 12 songs. And yet there are a couple songs on here. I didn't even really mention it when we went through them. A couple songs that kind of feel a little unfinished. And in general, they sound more like art pieces. So they feel like very different types of albums. Uh-huh. I mean, on 22 Million, you have death breast which is my, my least favorite, favorite yeah. song which on the is album. not i don't yeah, love but then that you song. get freaking stafford apartments oh and six 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 thirty three uh, gods six six eight circle yeah i love even, Moon even Water. Soon, i love yeah i love that album it's a great yeah, album. no it's very good so i don't know i guess we'll, we'll, we'll stay talk tuned. about it at some yeah point. uh let's quickly go through uh some honorable mentions sure. or, or yeah so my number one honorable mention that I really want to express here is Coldplay's new album, Everyday Life. Yeah. I love this album. Mm. And I want to talk about it. And good news is we will talk about it because we you know, we started this podcast, Top 5 Disco, covering Coldplay's discography. Yes. And now they have a new album out and I'd love to talk about it, but I didn't want to talk about it here so we could give it uh, more space. I'll let my thoughts uh, <laughs> okay, great. rest until, until that Fair. podcast episode. Another uh, honorable mention for me, I spoke earlier about the song Number One Fan. Uh, this Muna album, Saves mm. the World, uh, again, big uh, thank you to my friend Sandy who helped me revisit the album. I had downloaded it earlier. Oh my God, unbelievable synth pop production. This sort of Haim meets Japanese yes. house meets 1975. Yeah, you played me a song yesterday and that's exactly oh my God, what it's it was. Amazing. Balin, I told you earlier uh, that I discovered them at South by Southwest through my friend Alex. Um, Thrilled to Be Here is a great uh, album. It's a mix. It's like Fleetwood Mac meets the Lone Bellow. Hmm. And the production is all over the place. The songs are very different, but every song has a great hook, great melody, great performances. I'd really recommend you see them live too. Yeah. Really amazing. Sarah Brellis, I think Amidst the Chaos now might be my favorite album of hers. Some of the most gorgeous performances she's ever put to tape. Saint Honestly, Miss Simone, Orpheus. These songs are incredible. Uh, I gotta say, the Blink-182 album. I, I, wow. It's crazy, but I listened to the wow. shit out of that album. And even though I... I, I, don't, like, I don't it was wanna... this cognitive dissonance where I was like, this is not great. That's why I'm wondering. I don't I'm like, know. I'm like, I love it, Did you it, listen though. to it that many times because you were like... Why do I like this so much? And you had to sort of like the songwriting. <laughs> the songwriting got me, and it really? was catchy. Okay. And hey, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll just show I you only some know one song in the so future. I can't, yeah. I can't judge. Yet. Charlie Bliss, I mentioned before, put out yeah. a great album, Young Enough. Uh, great singles on that, but also the whole album consistently is good. We talked a lot about Julia Jacklin's album this yep. year, which is phenomenal. Charlie Bliss actually covers a lot of similar lyrical content about mm-hmm. of Eva getting out of an abusive relationship okay. and so i find young enough compelling not just musically they did change their sound a bit but lyrically it's by far their best effort yeah uh hayden thorpe no question yeah uh great album this year um julia jacklin i would put on my list yeah no question and i do want to give a special shout out to kanye west who put out jesus is king his first gospel album and i listened the shit out of that album it is lyrically cringy and really hard to get through but this guy's a musical mastermind no no matter what bullshit he's spewing and yeah. so there are so many musical moments where i'm like holy shit this is amazing so i did want to give him uh, a little credit fair enough um those were my honorable mentions of the year. got it as i said uh in the last episode i believe forever turned around uh the whitney album really got to me for some reason I another hear, album i need to hear this another album that is very consistent in sound and like a handful of the songs were like awesome and definitely like favorites of mine. Um, but for some reason, uh, Hayden just uh, beat it to the to the uh, number five spot. Uh, when We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Billie Eilish, we already spoke about that uh, in the last episode. 
JSOM's album, Anak Ko. Very I can't wait yeah, to listen solid to album. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited for you to hear that. Uh, Pup's Morbid Stuff. On first listen, the only Pup song I knew was DVP from their last album. First album? Second album, yeah. Oh, their second album. Um, Dream is over, yeah. And I loved that song. And I and it, there's something about that song which is super thrashy, like screamy vocals, but like great songwriting underneath. And this album is much more pop punky. Which is why it's my least favorite of the three. Yeah. I way prefer the first two so albums. I, I, way was, heavier. I was excited to hear more DVP and I didn't get that. And yet on multiple listens, I definitely started to appreciate the album for what it was. The pop album I still listened a shit ton yeah. to and is one of one of my favorite, but not my favorite rock album of the year. Yes. Uh, it just didn't live up to its singles to me yeah. i thought kids and free at last were like amazing songs right. i really like uh, bare hands and uh, bloody mary kate nashley too those are good songs yeah and then we spoke about uh carly ray jepsen as well i really i eventually you know grew to love her album every you, you song you need to go back to emotion i do i'm, I'm just sure say that, every yeah. song you know has its own super catchy and i'm not like uh, you know me and my theories on catchy or whatever i don't care like i love <laughs> I, I, I the album's great I mean, yeah. i'm super excited to listen to it there's a bunch of others but i'm not gonna not gonna bore you with those right now so that was it yeah overall (laughs) once again every year i mean amazing year for music amazing albums i'll be listening to for the rest of my life yes and not just these albums but these songs have made my 2019 what it is Mm. and will i will continue to yeah that's the amazing thing is that every year has its own soundtrack to, to go along with life events and everything and and this was ours <laughs> no well well said and that is how i feel every year i always start off the year being like eh, this uh, this year is not that great and then i just holy shit i'm so overwhelmed with how much good music is that out I there know. i get so excited talking to you about these albums yeah we really want to hear from you out there what your top five favorite uh, albums of the year are what your favorite songs are favorite concert experiences favorite we... songs and albums of the decade if oh you my want. god that could be a whole nother thing yeah. i'm not sure if we'll do a podcast on that it seems kind of overwhelming yeah. Uh, because there's so many great records but uh yeah music is incredible this is my favorite thing in the world i yeah. love lists year-end lists really make me happy so please send us yours and we'd love to hear what you think about our list if you've heard of these artists if you haven't check them out let us know what you think thank you so much for listening yes thank you happy new year happy holidays and here's to a 2020 year. of uh 365 days well 66 because there's a leap year is right? that true i think <laughs> okay. so maybe of uh more great music can't wait to see you in 2020 Definitely go check out those episodes if you haven't already. But right now, we're going to... The main attraction. Here we go. The, <laughs> I can't do it. Chuck out. <laughs> go check them out. <laughs> okay. Are you deleting all this or you're just keeping it? I'm keeping it. I just don't want to stop it as many times as possible. Next, we're going to talk about my number four favorite album of the year. And it's Dog Roll, the, di- the Dibio album. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs>